Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyer up 904. Jacksonville. They are not ready for prime time. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. That's the name. Prime time. Prime time. What time is it? Showtime prime time. It's XL Prime Time featuring Joe C. Why in the world am I sitting back and being quiet about this? Matt Hayes. Suck it up, Buttercup. Mia O'Brien. My nose just decided to start bleeding. And Leon Searcy. Now you're yeah. just talking Tom yeah. Fuller. Yeah. yeah. Game day. It is game day. And you've got a big ball game tonight, Jacksonville. There's no doubt about it all. And Duval has got to be pretty pumped up for this one against the New York football Jets. And we hope that we'll get some Jaguar fans to come in and hang out with us. Bud Light, uh, a little Bud Light party as we get ready for Christmas. It's the eve of the eve type of feel uh, when we get ready for the countdown to uh, Santa's sleigh coming your way. But we are right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges, and we would love to see you. If you're a Jaguar fan, they've got Christmas parties already lined up inside the Ale House. You know, it's the home of the Zingers, and they got all sorts of other delicious menu items, cold beer, including a bucket of Bud Lights, which would be a great way to go uh, this afternoon, or if you come in for the game tonight. Uh, fellas, I'm looking at you all. You guys are pumped and ready to go. Mia is up in New Jersey. Let's say hello to her in a second. But you're fired what, up. This is a big, big, big Speaking game. of football game day, what's that song, the country song, Half of Me Wants a Cold Beer, yeah. the other half wants two? Yeah, the other half wants two. Get in here. I love that song. Get in here. Watch some ball. Drink some beer. Eat some zingers. Yeah, exactly. Get after it. And, Leon, right. you're a day older, but you look I a survived. day younger. I, yeah, I, I survived my birthday, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had a great time. Had a great time. Some hey, stories listen. that will not be told uh, on air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those who know don't tell, and those yeah. who tell don't know. Yeah, but uh, at, at, the, at the very, you know, at least you didn't come in here and go, I heard I had a good time. Oh, you know no, you I, I know I had a good time. <laughs> Which is great. I had a great time, man. All right. But, yeah. but admit it, though. Uh, admit it. I know you said this is prime time, game time. But when you saw the schedule at the beginning of the year, when you saw Jets, Jaguars, Thursday, Night football. What were you thinking? I was thinking lame duck. I was thinking both of these teams would probably be playing for like, you know, who's going to get to five wins first. But now this, now the atmosphere of this game, the importance, the scenario of the playoffs before us. How amazing is that? The if playoffs. You, if you're a Jacksonville Jaguar fan, how can you not be Jack for this game? Yeah. I mean the playoffs. The playoffs. You play in, you win. I mean, come, come on Again, now. we've been saying this. Game the, after game yeah. after game. This is their playoff right now. We've been it saying is. that all week. This is their playoff. Next week's their playoff. The week after that. It, it, it's just uh, for a team that won four games the last two years, for a team that has had the first pick in the draft for the last, last two, two years. years, to be sitting here in December with a chance to win the division. Now, by the way, now the betting favorite to win. The AFC South is just—it's a phenomenal story, is what it yeah. is. I mean, oh. I, not only that, it's even even six well, weeks ago, seven weeks ago, when they're in the middle of this five-game losing streak of one-possession losses, yeah. and you're starting to wonder what in the world is going on right now. Is no. the funk from all those years <laughs> still attached? I mean, is Trevor Lawrence going to be a guy that's finally going to break out? And then he breaks out, and wouldn't you Damn. know it? As soon as he breaks out. 
they start trending Listen, and they start improving. And every game, they get better and better. Dougie Fresh is that new deodorant. That, that We sprayed the funk off of Jackson. <laughs> All right? And, and listen, you've got to give the coaching staff some credit for this season. Absolutely you could. This team in the past, we've seen it. We've seen a replica of this team. When it going gets tough, we fold our tents. And there was a certain time when the Jaguars won the five-game losing streak. I mean, this team could have folded. But some, that coach is there has to get – has to be commended for keeping this team together because we're lost a yeah. lot of close yeah. games. And I'm telling you, when you lose a lot of close games, you're on the five-game lose streak, you get frustrated because you know you're, you're uh, a turnover away or a field goal away or a possession away from, from winning the game and to lose five straight and have this coaching staff keep these guys playing hard outside the, outside the Lions game. Now, they got thumped against the Lions. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, to keep them – give yourself a punching chance – uh, a fighter's chance in the fourth quarter, this coaching staff should be commended for the fact that they've be, been able to get this team to this point right where oh, we yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. And last year, it was week 16 of last year when Jacksonville and New York played, and Jacksonville came out on the losing end of that one, a 26-21 loss, and that was when Zach Wilson just embarrassed this defense uh, running the football, 91 rushing yards, and Michael Carter went over the C-note. He had 118. And so <coughs> – it, it, it is important that they know who they're playing tonight and they are the underdog and they don't look ahead and they don't start thinking that they've got this and that wrapped up. They need to take care of it tonight. All right, so, Mia, uh, you are up in New Jersey, boots on the ground. Uh, weather-wise, what are we looking at to start to start us off with the coverage up there? Yeah, great segue, Joe. I'm looking out my parents' kitchen dining room window right now, and I am seeing the rain begin to puddle on the cover on top of their pool because, of course, up here in New Jersey, you have to cover your pool during the winter Mm -hmm. months, uh, and the rain is starting to puddle there. So the rain arrived probably about 25 minutes ago. It is expected to be 100% rain throughout the course of tonight's game. Haven't been outside myself yet, but watching my good friend Janice Huff from NBC last night, uh, she said it's going to be a little warmer today than they originally anticipated. So it will be in the 40s or 50s. It's not going to be as bitterly cold as they are anticipating later this weekend. But at the same time, I don't know, guys. While we've been sitting here on the air for nine minutes, the line did just move again, according to my bookie. Two and a half points favorites are the New York football Jets. I don't know if that has to deal with the injury report or if that has to deal with the elements that we're seeing right now. Is it people saying, oh, Trevor Lawrence can't play in the rain and Christian Kirk can't play in cold weather above the Mason-Dixon line? But... It's I don't know, man. I know there's a lot of optimism down in Duval County. There's optimism among Jaguar fans here. Uh, Pedro's Blanky has made its way to New York. The good luck Blanky, if you've seen that story floating around on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, the line is moving. I'm curious what the folks out in Vegas are well, thinking. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like, fellas and, and Mia, that it's got as much to do with that injury report and the last time they were up in the elements going back to the to the five turnover game uh, against Philadelphia and, and I think those two you got to pair them up because they're looking at that pass pressure that Robert Sala and company can create uh, I still think Vegas should be paying attention to what maybe this defense is, is doing over the last couple of weeks and maybe what they can do against Zach Wilson but there's no question if it's moved again to two and a half points uh, there, you know what there's also some some heavy betters when it comes to New York uh, they get more plays in Vegas than, than maybe Jacksonville does and you want to put a little action down on a Thursday night game more people might go ahead and bet uh, the Jets side because they're on a losing streak but they are at home 
Leon, what has got you most worried? As a matter of fact, we'll ask everyone. You guys can hit the text line to sign by Lifetime and Closures. What's got you the most worried well, about tonight, and what's got you the most pumped about well, tonight? Well, uh, what has me most worried tonight is is how mentally if they are the Jaguars going to allow the ailments to, to factor in, all right? The hell with the rain, the sleet, the snow, okay? This is a playoff game. You can't get jacked up for this. I don't hear about the slippery outside. You make adjustments. You got the equipment. You got to go out there. If you got a tussle in the rain or the cold, you do it. Secondly, my concern is on the left side, all right? Uh, Walker level, Little playing the left tackle position mm-hmm. in the elements, you know, against a good pass rush. Uh, how is that going to dictate Trevor and him him throwing the ball? Is he going to throw the ball faster or is he going to hold the ball longer? Is, if he gets a couple of hits, how is he going to react to it? So if you want Trevor to act like Trevor, the left side's got to be on lock. Now, he's got to be on lock. Now, Cam was – I think he's a little better than, than Walker Little. So I, and Walker Little hasn't played, so that's going to be interesting. Secondly, thirdly, um, can you run the ball? Can you establish the run game? Uh, can you be two-dimensional in the elements? If it's raining a little bit, you got to establish the ground game. And on defense, we, we got to do what we have to do. To, we we got to do what we had to do the last couple of weeks. I don't think this defense is sound enough to cover. Uh, we got one cover corner. Everybody else is just kind of guys, in my opinion. So you got to create turnovers. You got to create uh, opportunities uh, defensively uh, to get the ball away uh, because it's going to be raining be able to strip strip the ball, all that kind of stuff. So those are the things that, that worry me right now. It just, but more than anything, because of the ailments, how would the Jaguars react to it? That, mm-hmm. that, that concerns me a lot. All right, off the text line, designed by Lifetime and Closures, you guys can hit us with what worries you the most, what are you most pumped about when it comes to tonight's game. you got uh, already people that are fired up. By the way, uh, a belated uh, happy birthday uh, to Big Sirs from Slavage OBX. He said uh, happy birthday from the Outer Banks. And then also, uh, Justin on the north side, can you please remind uh, Big Sirs uh, that the Jags tattoo is looking like a real possibility. Uh, that is from Justin on the north side. So we, we're going to have to get with our man Todd. I'm Todd good like with tattoos. it, bro. I have no problem with yeah. it. Will it be like the updated logo or the old school throwback? Ah, there logo? it is. Yeah. You know, I will, I've been told to stay in my era. So I'll probably go to <laughs> old school. You could stay in your era. I'm going to stay in my school. era get there, get to old school. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, Jags tattoo is definitely a popular topic on the text line as I have a lifetime of closures <laughs> because, as we just said, <clears throat> even though they are what now, me a two-and-a-half-point underdog, you're looking yes. at a betting line. And just for what it's worth, the way it's coming out here over the last uh, – Two days, really, because the news of Ryan Tannehill not being healthy, the Jaguars looking at the schedule that is in front of them versus what's left for the Tennessee Titans. Jags are now three to two odds they'll make the playoffs, five to nine that they won't. Okay, that means you've got to bet more to win less that they won't make it to the postseason. And I'm telling you, uh, I don't know what the field will be like up there in New York, Mia, but that's that's something that hasn't happened in a long, long time. People laying down more money uh, and risking more to lose uh, if they don't make the playoffs. That's crazy. Well, as our good friend J.J. LaSalva back at 1010XL headquarters likes to joke, uh, I don't know all the betting terminology, sports betting. I've learned a lot in my nine months here on XL Primetime. Um, but what I find most fascinating, Joe, is how are the Jags an underdog in this Thursday night game, but yet they're a betting favorite to win the AFC South? Obviously, we know they have to take care of business against the Texans next week, and then they have to take care of the Titans, but is anybody else like perplexed by what's coming out of Vegas right now? And by the way, the total for tonight's game has dropped 
to, uh, yes, uh, my eyes don't deceive me, 36 and a half points. That's an yeah. Iowa Big Ten West total right there. I mean, I know the weather. We don't want it to be a factor. It could be a, a factor. But is anybody else perplexed by all these different betting lines coming out right now? So here's what I think about this. The weather, okay? Let's because Mia brought up the weather with the line. Leon, you played football all your life. I did. Okay, we played football. Who cares about rain? Literally, who cares about rain? It's the turnovers that. It's, that no, no, no. I understand. That. I understand. But yeah. I mean, as a player, as a player, rain is not a big deal, right? Rain no, is no, look. No, you just you. I mean, it's part of the game. Well, it is a part of the game, but don't let don't let it factor in mentally for an excuse for why right. you're not right. holding on to the football. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, that that's got to be the talk all week. Don't let the rain be a factor. So the last time we played in this kind of weather against the Eagles, I mean, we were atrocious. Right. You know, so. Don't let that factor in. But That's what I'm saying. we're atrocious, but only we're atrocious because they didn't hold on to the ball. True, mm-hmm. true. Could have been a different game you hold on to that ball. Absolutely. So in that sense, you could say, yes, rain was a factor, but it also you hold on to the ball. It's not a factor. So I, I also say this about the injuries. How much of a difference is there really between Fadakasi and Devon Hamilton? How much of a difference? Honestly. Mm. So Fadakasi is probably the better player, right? Yeah. But if you're Devon Hamilton, man, this is it for you. Opportunity. Step Absolutely. up, man. Absolutely. Embrace the moment. And it's not just him. It's, I mean, Smoot with, with Trayvon Walker. Clearly it's Trayvon Walker is hey, a better Matt. player. He's a better player. But at the end of the day, these guys are not that much better than the guys behind them. I agree. So and, get and after Matt, it, man. It's not ju- and, Matt, it's not just on the defensive side of the ball. How about Jawan Taylor? I said this to somebody at the game last week. Does he come back into that game last year? I mean, I, I think that it's, A, Doug Peterson and the staff that have inspired him. But, B... He's playing on a contract year. That's why he came back into that game last week. In addition to loving his teammates and everything else, I'm most concerned about his hamstring injury. I know D-Rock said it on Jaguars today earlier as well. Mm-hmm. In terms of Leon, you can speak to this, like planting your feet in the rain. Like if there's going to be any, you know, hindrance with the weather, I would think for an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, keeping their feet, that would be the one. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, I mean, that factors in too. Is he going to be thinking about his hamstring? I mean, that they may, that may factor just in. Just go it's play, man. Hey, man, I'm just, just go you. play. Walker get, Little, just go play. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Just go play, he's man. Gonna, he's going to get shot up. With his hamstring, I mean. Sure he will, he's yeah. He's going to get shot up. He's, he's going to numb the pain or whatever. My guess is Trevor will probably get shot up too. But at like the it. end of the day, it's raining. You're hurt. Guess what? It's raining for them too. They're hurt too. Just go play, hey, hey, look, man. Uh, there are I times. Agree. There are times when Vegas can be dead A wrong. Okay, they, they can. But they are looking – at, they, are, they are moving a line right now for a football team that is on a three-game losing streak and just barely put Zach Wilson back in their lineup mm-hmm. because they had to, not because they needed to, because they had to. And I think they're looking at that pass pressure that Robert Sala can create. Now, you look at Doug Peterson versus Robert Sala. He's won a couple of games against Robert Sala when he's been on the defensive side and Dougie's been on the offensive side. And one of them was a, a pretty impressive one. The other one was just a five-point victory. So they're looking at matchups. Coach will be in here a little bit later on as we're hanging out at the L House right here at the corner of Beach and, and Hodges, and, and he always preaches this. It's all about matchups. And I just feel like that defensive front that they're looking at is, is about as important as anything in this ballgame tonight, especially if we're talking about me below uh, 38, 37, now 36 and a half points. They think the possessions are going to be uh, valuable. Getting into the red zone and getting into the end zone are going to be huge tonight in terms of scoring points. 
And by the way, the rain is starting to pick up. And again, my parents' house is about 45 minutes south of MetLife Stadium. So obviously the rain is going to tend to be here before it gets there. I'm seeing some reports from closer to the stadium, and it hasn't really arrived there yet. But the rain is picking up here. So if you are in that boat, it should be noted that that's happening. But another thing I'm seeing on the text line, Design by Lifetime Enclosures. And JJ, maybe we can make this a, a, a either a, a saucy nug or a funky fact, perhaps. Saucy nugs. Did, did you guys know... The Jaguars have not won on the road on Thursday night in primetime since when? Titans. Any ideas? 2015? Yeah, oh, that was home, maybe. And that was home. Any guesses? Um, probably Freddie T. Wow, that far back? Freddie yeah. T. They on have the not, road. Right. Freddie T against the Steelers. JJ, yeah, can look. you give Leon? Can you give Leon a yes, sir? Yeah. Bam. Uh, Nice. <laughs> the Jags have not won in primetime on the road uh -huh. on Thursday night since 2000. Wow. They are 0 and 6. That was 2000? when Freddie T went for 234 yeah, yards. But, think, but yeah. I have a silver lining. Silver lining. Mm -hmm. The Jets have lost seven straight in primetime as well. Yeah, yeah that's good. Nice. The other thing to think about is that this team is doing some stuff this year that they haven't done in, in a while, okay? Now, not of it all goes back to when Freddie was, you know, toting the football, but still there's a lot of stuff happening this year that hasn't happened in recent history, including going out to the West Coast, beating a, a, a Sandy, or L.A. Charger team, beating the Tennessee Titans, knocking off an NFC team. How far back did we have to go uh, for the last time that that happened? And so this is at least the feel of a different football team that's coming into this game. And we'll We'll see if they can, you know, break another trend, bust another trend. Look, they don't get, they don't get under the lights very often. Uh, so this is an opportunity to send a message. By the way, the New York Football Jets have a better record than Jacksonville right now, and and so you can flip that card as well if they can come up with the winning formula tonight. All right, you guys can hit the text line uh, six four one ten ten uh, and just let us know what you got as far as the thing that's got you pumped up and the thing that's got you the most worried about the game tonight. We would love to hear those on the text line. And, and uh, it was so funny because our man, I keep saying Slavage, right? And he's like, Joe, it rhymes with cleavage. It's sleevage. Sleevage. Okay, so I'm 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 getting there. I'm gonna. I just need a little reminder. Everyone's showing a little sleevage actually yeah. right well, now. Well, this is Darren who was sent in his uh, picture with Shad uh, right. to show Leon with his Jags tattoo right there on the uh, old pack on the right pack. Uh, yeah, and and he's he's well, wanting that, to see that, if people. If that's not happening. It's gonna go on the forearm. <laughs> it's gonna go on the forearm. Go on the forearm. The under forearm. Not on yeah. not on the bicep. Nah. You won't, no. Nah, nah, nah. Okay, under forearm. Okay. All right. All right. I, I love. I want to give up. I want to give some love to uh, 2911 on the text line, Joe, uh, yeah. with the nugs, not drugs. I think we need to uh, <laughs> trademark that, uh, and especially because yeah. we are going to pivot to the college game at some point in today's XL primetime. Uh, Matt, some interesting news out of uh, our friends out in Eugene, Oregon, uh, about some uh, some news maybe going on with the Ducks and uh, and Leon's favorite 2023 Heisman frontrunner, Bo Nix. He's, he's returning. Bo. He announced he was returning. I believe on Monday he announced he's returning. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you want me to reamp on the bet? I do a cartwheel every the week. The bet's already there, man. You no, that was the this year. All right. Yeah, it was this year. That's no, all he was, that's no, all he was betting on. I could do it again. Man. Yeah, that's all he was Still betting on. Still don't think on. he's going to win it, huh? Guys, uh, yeah. and, all and, right. And by the way, did Bo Nix coming back chase off uh, Jaden Rashada from Oregon? Because may have. I'll tell you that, it may have. Matt, Matt had Dad, uh, Dan Lanning getting even, everybody Even, even though yesterday. Billy Napier swears that, you know, Jaden Rashada fell in love with the University of Florida. Yeah, he did. Not, not yeah, that he did. NIL money. 
Yeah, he did. Look, like I went over there a long time ago. I fell in love with it. Uh, the orange and brew, uh, the purple porpoise. Yeah. I fell in love with it. I know exactly what he's talking about. He made uh, a mistake. Yeah, you How- could spend that money a lot better in Miami than in Gainesville. <laughs> Maybe. Tell you that right now. <laughs> Maybe it's more pricey down in Miami though. All right. So, how much money do you think? And again, this is just a total guessing game, and we've we've made a lot of numbers up uh, when it comes to NIL. But how much money do you think was promised yesterday? In a 12-hour span. Yeah. From 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. I was talking with Leanne about this. Imagine the amount of money that changed hands. Not only that was promised, that actually changed I'm hands. I'm promised. Okay? No, you no, really no. When, it, I, when I mean changed hands, I mean initially it was going this school to this guy, and then okay. it became that school to that guy. Okay, you know what okay, I mean? Okay, I got you. That's well, what I mean by that. Well, I, I tell you what, just, just how you do it. You take 200 kids, all right, and just say each kid at least got a half a million. You multiply it and see what you get. What do you get? How much is that? A lot. Two hundred kids times half times, a million times half a million. Half it's, a, like say half a million. it's like a hundred million, right? I can't imagine them <laughs> no. all getting that amount of cheddar. I can't either. I can't. I don't four think it's years, that much. Four, okay, quarter of a million. I don't four, even think it's that much either. Four years, a quarter of a million. I think. I think. I think probably the top five to seven probably got a a healthy amount of money. Like I mean, Bryce Young was at the top mm-hmm. last year. He got like almost a million dollars. Yeah. How many Bryce Jones I love the are Dr. There? Pepper commercials. Right? No, like, yeah. not like, the acting. Like, and the Heisman. There's only like, one. Yeah, and the Heisman commercial, right. so, too. So, right, and it, he's one. He's one guy that, hit, million, that hit that million. He got a million for one year. Hit, he probably had more than one. He had one million for one of those. Yeah. My guess is yeah. it was probably either the Dr. Pepper or the Nissan that he got the million for. Okay. But he had more. So he, apparently mm. his, his, his estimate was like $2.2 million or something, right? Okay. But he's just one guy. And he's also a guy that's already played and already done things. True. These guys have done nothing. Nothing. So my guess is these guys are the elite guys, maybe 200000 Maybe. Maybe. For four years. I mean, the elite of the elite, like top five guys. Do those so you think they got, they don't got, believe the whole $8 million for Nico. How, how do, I need to pronounce yeah, the, the his name. Because he just, he just tweeted out, by the way, yesterday, how to officially pronounce his name. Nico... I-A-M-A-L-A-V-A. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm going with Nico. We're going to get this now. I-A-M-A-L-A-V-A. I-A-M-A-L-A-V-A. Okay. I-A-M-A-L-A-V-A. So $8 million apparently was, was the whole deal with Tennessee. Don't believe that. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's a, Thank you, JJ. Yeah, there you Thank go. you. I don't know. If we I'll got Tagovailoa. It took it took a yeah. couple of years. We got Tagovailoa. No, you still don't have it. Yeah. You still you don't have it right now. Tagovailoa? Yeah. No. It's Tunga. It's Tagovailoa. No, Not it's Tonga. Like it's Tonga. Tonga Viola. Yeah. You learn it's, something it's, new every day. Tonga Viola. <laughs> it's low at the end. <laughs> okay. Maybe we don't. But yeah, but yeah, but can you do DJ? That's the question. Uiagale. No. Uiagale. I actually think it's your jersey. Uiagale. Yes, exactly. I've been in New Jersey. I've been in New Jersey for about 14 hours now, and the jersey is coming out. It's going to happen, folks. Yeah. Uiagale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. His brother, by the way, Mateo. Uh-huh. Yeah, from sign Maryland. With, sign yeah. with Oregon. Yeah, sign with Oregon. Yep. So he's going over there to – Five-star DN. Oh, okay. I was thinking the Maryland quarterback. So no, you're, no, that's, you're talking that's about Talia. his other brother. Talia, okay. that's Talia Tungvalu. Yeah. Not Uyunglele. Yeah. Yeah, that part. We're getting way too – Yeah, I can't do it. Way too Samoan I can't do it. I can't We're getting do all it. confused. All right. 
we will keep it rolling. We are here at the uh, Ale House right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges. Come on by. It's the home of the Zingers. You can get delicious wings, Zingers. You had some pot stickers earlier, sirs, uh, which, yeah. which hit the spot, that's for sure. Anyway, you got the killer menu. you got cold Bud Lights in the bucket if you want to get those going either this afternoon while we're here or tonight as you watch the Jaguars and the Jets. Let me give you one incentive to come by, especially if you are a rock fan. Okay, we're the home of the Big Hair Heavy Metal on Friday, but today you can get registered to win Welcome to Rockville tickets down at Daytona International Speedway in the spring. And you're talking, you, you've heard the spots on our station, killer bands. The lineup is strong, and you've got a chance to win tickets. Welcome to Rockville. Just drop on by, put your name in the registration box, and you've got a chance to win those. It is XL Primetime, me up in New Jersey, and the three of us, Joe C. Maddie and Big Sirs, hanging out at the Yale House. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. Oh, the weather outside here in New Jersey is frightful, but the vibes among Duval, oh, they are oh so delightful. Jags and the Jets tonight in primetime, coming up at 8.15 from MetLife Stadium. Mio O'Brien joining you live from my parents' kitchen in wonderful New Jersey. Joe C. Matt Hayes, Leon Searcy at the Ale House on the corner of Beach and Hodges. Be sure to stop on by, say hi. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josie. You guys are going to be having some various specials going on, or at least viewing of the game later on tonight over at the Ale House. Yeah, they will have the bucket specials cranking with Bud Light later on. And, of course, the Zingers are always the specialty, and you can order anything else off the item. But, you know, Bud Light stoked about Thursday night football all the way through the weekend because we have got Christmas Eve action and Christmas Day ball. Uh, so make sure, you know, look, uh, you, you you guys all out there know I love all my brands. Uh, and so definitely Bud Light, Charter Member, Corona, Modella, I love them all. Funky Buddha, all of them. But make sure you drop on by and pick you up a bucket and get ready for a little Thursday night football tonight right here at the Ale House. 5051 on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures says, no need for purple rain. JJ back at 1010XL headquarters. Teal rain will be coming down at MetLife Stadium tonight. Uh, I am curious, though. Like, we keep talking about the rain and could this be a factor. You know, in talking to Trevor Lawrence earlier this week, like, not only has he flushed any losses this team has suffered throughout the course of the season, but when we asked him about the Philly game and does that still resonate at all, like, I understand it was two months ago, but it seemed like that was the furthest thing from his mind as far as that uh, five turnover performance at Lincoln Financial Field a few months ago. Yeah, I, I think they have got to just make sure that they take care of the football. Look, this has become a Trevor Etienne problem. We know that. Uh, and he has got to make sure that, uh, you know, it's like I said to you guys the other day, he's got to start getting skinny. Not only does he need to quit coughing up the football, he needs to start getting skinny uh, when it comes to taking on a, a defender. But if he can get over 100 yards, which is what he did this past week, we shouldn't forget that. That was a 17-point comeback that didn't completely abandon the run game, uh, and ETM was able to get off some big runs when they needed it after the turnover. Uh, but that's going to be the biggest concern. You got a wet field, you got a soggy ball. The question was asked on the text line earlier, Leon, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Did you guys ever practice with a greased ball or a wet ball? You remember uh, ever doing anything like that back in the day? Practice with a no. We never did anything like no. that. No, no. Yeah. Chris on gate was just right. curious, you just, if, you know, play, just to right? kind of prep Duh, for it. Huh? You just go play. Yeah, you just go play. 
Yeah, yeah, you just got to go, go, go play. As far as Travis Etienne goes, as far as the fumbling goes, y'all talk about he needs to get skinny. He needs to get in the weight room. He he had both hands on that ball and got it stripped away. Yeah. You remember that against yeah. the Cowboys? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I think he, means he needs to get skinny. Like, yeah. In, in, he doesn't in, need to in, meet between, defenders head on. He doesn't need to go head on. He's like, you know, get a little, little skin between the creases. And the reason Instead I say, of taking him head on. Yeah, I use that get skinny phrase. Because you reminded me of how the Kevin, you know, the great Kevin Green, may he rest in peace. But some of those guys would never ever take on all of your body, and mm-hmm. you had to deal with just half of their body because they would get. You know, oh, okay. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not taking those full body shots. Exactly. Yeah. Half a body shot yeah. instead of yeah. full body. Yeah, he's going to learn real quick about that. <laughs> he, well, I mean, he really because in, in this league as a running back, I mean, it can cut your career short if you're taking those full on collisions. The great ones know how to, like you said, give them half a body, not a full body right. when they get hit like that. Because it, it looks like when he hits the hole, he's looking for somebody. I mean, like if a safety's like that in the middle of the field, and it's hit between him and him, it looks like he's looking to run them over when you don't necessarily have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. so the reason why I keep saying just go play is because I think anything else you're giving yourself an excuse. Yeah. Now, I understand, like if I'm Doug Pearson, you know, the number one thing is hold on the ball. But other than that, I'm not even talking about the weather. Who cares? Yeah. Because hold on the ball is the number one thing every every week. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's perfect weather or not. True. So everybody's out there. You're all playing in the same conditions. Just go play. Go play and, and do your job, and, 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 and everything will be fine. And, and, I mean, if you look at this right now, these two teams, clearly the Jets have the better record. Right now they are the better team of these two teams. Mm-hmm. All right? They've got the better quarterback by a country mile. They should the Jags, win this game. The Jags do, not the Jets. Yes. Just for the yes. Okay, you said the Jets. Yeah. I want to make sure yeah. they're there. So, okay. yeah. All right. That's what I'm saying. The Jags have the better team, too. So all, all I'm saying is go up there and play. Yeah, but not play the better record the game. right now. No, not yeah, the better record. Got right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. One, Mia, thing, one thing. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, when you pull up those numbers, because you were going back and talking about, you know, the, the last time they won under the lights, and one of our dudes on the on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures went through he says, I'm looking through the old schedules just now. Do I have this right? Jacksonville's never won on the road on Thursday night. You go back, and just for a little historical uh, you know, reference, lost at Atlanta in 2011, 41-14. Lost at Tennessee in 2016, 36-22. Uh, they scheduled a lot of Thursday night games against Tennessee up there, and it was straight pain. There's no doubt about it. In 2018, Jacksonville lost 30-9. to And then the last one was up in Cincinnati. We all remember that one uh, postgame, uh, but they lost that one 24-21. Right. Uh, per my research, you do have to go all the way back to 2000, that game against Pittsburgh with Freddie T. That would be mm-hmm. the last road game on a Thursday night that the Jags won. I'm curious how many road Thursday night games they had between 2000 and 2011. But according to my research, that was the last time on a Thursday that they did indeed right. win on the road. For what it's worth, though, Josie, our Nooners on the text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures also noted that Doug Peterson is 6-0 and on Thursday night. And if you yeah. remember... When the Jaguars went to Los Angeles week three this year, everyone was talking about the California curse, the SoCal curse. Oh, yeah. But Doug, Doug was unbeaten in SoCal. And what happened then? What happened? He he has exercised a lot of demons with his game planning, the way he's approached all of this. And he he basically said it. I love the way he played this. Going back a couple of weeks ago against the Tennessee Titans, he played it. 
uh, in front of the media and in front of the fans that, look, this is all that history that you guys are talking about, all the scar tissue that, that, that you have, we don't need to worry about that. We need to collect ourselves and go up there and play a game. Meanwhile, he does the cut-ups and basically shows his team what they're saying about him, and he gets them fired up. So he has handled these types of situations very, very well uh, in, in terms of just the main thing right now, though, is that he doesn't let go of his approach and he doesn't let them get cocky comfortable or thinking they've been crowned the short work week as matt pointed out earlier in the week i think is a huge huge plus for this football team even though the body would like to repair just the turnaround and not spending a whole lot of time gloating over that win over the dallas cowboys they just go up there and play another game what i'm curious and leon maybe you can speak to this just myself it's very weird like flying in last night and then knowing waking up this morning sleep in a little bit because obviously we have a late night ahead of us and while yes the Jags have had Thursday night football games each of the last few years as a player being on the road Leon how do you prepare arriving the day before and then having all day long before you actually have to play a football game well I mean you 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 don't want to be you don't want to get too high you don't want to be too low um, you just want to you want to save and you want to save that energy uh, for the ball game because you, you're right. When you get there early, and more than likely, the guys spend a lot of their time inside the hotel. You've got to find ways to occupy your time. You know, uh, watching more film uh, or getting away from film. You know, sometimes you can watch too much film. You got to find ways to, to, to keep your your mind occupied uh, because you are excited about playing the game. I don't care what. Anytime I, when, when I play in prime time, I always got excited about it because the only thing on TV, everybody's watching you. So these guys, and this is a young team, and it's probably for some of these guys, probably the first time they've been on prime time. So there's going to be a lot of energy. There's going to be a lot of excitement. Uh, but you don't want to peak too soon. You want to find ways and, and, and uh, to occupy your, your time until you get to play. But if you're in the hotel room for the most part um, – it gets kind of old, to be quite honest with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. It, it really does. It gets old because you want to play. Because you you, act, you you gotta wait. You do all your you do all your meeting stuff early in the morning. Uh, you eat early in the morning, then you and then you gotta wait that day all the way until six o'clock before you get on the bus. Right. Uh, and then you go play a game. So you've got a lot of space and time. Maybe like from nine to like five. Yeah. Where you've got to occupy that space, you don't want to do anything stupid and go wild or anything like that. Right, exactly. But you you, you don't want to overexert yourself. You want to relax, but you're spending that much time in the room to you know to yourself. It's kind of old. Yeah, and that's why they do come out flying. They get pumped up once they finally get to, uh, you know, the, the get the go signal. Uh, we asked, what's got you pumped up? What's got you worried? Uh, on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, Tom and Arrington said, don't forget the Brant Boyer factor. Jets special teams are good. And I'll agree with you. They are. They definitely have made plays. But if you look back last week, the Detroit Lions uh, was able to take one to the house because mm-hmm. it was poor field position. Uh, and punter barely got off the kick with his you know, heel up against the uh, back line, and they took it back to the house. So there's no question about it that you know, it, it, Brant Boyer is playing against his old team and wouldn't mind probably coming up with something a little crazy tonight, maybe even try and go after Logan Cook. Who the heck knows? Uh, but it's a possibility that special teams will play a huge role in a wet football game tonight. Uh, Riley Patterson's been pretty dang solid. Okay, you want to make sure that he's got – uh, a good opportunity to, to boot through a, a, another big kick tonight if he can do it. Uh, but that's, you know, that's definitely going to be one of the things that we're going to be thinking about tonight. It's, so one I, thing I, I want to oh, – oh, go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're fine. 
one, one thing I want to kind of go through as we're talking about the run game and keys to this game tonight, when do you think was the last time this year, yes, the 2022 season, that the New York football Jets had a rusher go for over 100 yards? Well, I, I know they did it last year <laughs> against the squad. I know that. Because Michael Carter. All the way, right. You yeah. have to go all the way back to week six. That was when Brees Hall was still healthy before he tore his ACL. He had 116 yards against the Green Bay Packers. Other than that, mm-hmm. they haven't had a single running back go for more than 90 yards. That was Bam Knight against Minnesota. And other than that, again, it's been by committee, so respect to that. But Bam Knight only had 23 total yards as the leading rusher for this team one week ago. And so a Jags run game that has been up and down throughout the course of the season, I would expect them to feast tonight, even if the Jets do run the ball a little bit more because of the weather. And, yes, obviously Zach Wilson is back in a starting role, and we know what he can do with his legs. But it'll be curious to see, you know, if they run the ball more because I honestly don't think Doug Peterson will. He, he didn't change his game plan in Philadelphia, and I don't think he's going to stray from his plan of pass-first offense here tonight. No, he definitely wants to get the ball in the air, and, and a lot of guys are feeling it right now at a really important time. The way that Zay, Kirk, and Ingram have all stepped up, and let's not ignore Marvin in this equation because he's had some big-time catches as well. But I, I, I think he still wants to feel and flow this offense to go, you know, go I don't disagree with you, but if Quinnen Williams is a little dinged up, which he is, I, I, wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they a little more run than you would think. Well, the one beautiful thing about what Doug's done – is that he's proven to us is that he, he's a great self-scouter. So whatever you think is going to come, he's going to try and hit you with something else. And so you might be right. Uh, on the defensive side, and this is worth pointing out because we're sitting here trying to figure out, you know, what's going to happen. The Jaguars' defense has 11 takeaways in the last five games. That's major, okay? Mm-hmm. You're averaging more than two takeaways in the last five games. But they still have given up 27 or more points four of those five games and so that ain't good that's a, that's that falls in the old no bueno file and so they that need falls to, in the file well, if you're not stopping anyone right, right. 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 so we'll all a, these all these takeaways joe we won't have a choice joe yeah we, yeah. we, 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 we really don't <laughs> if you look at the back end of our defense our secondary i mean we yeah. got one guy that could cover yeah one yeah. guy so you've got to create opportunities you got to be opportunistic uh, on the defensive side of the ball by turnovers and takeaways and stuff like that. That's the only way we've been able to survive these games. I, I actually think Darius Williams, is, I think he's getting there. I, I think it's okay, whoever, I think it's whoever's in the slot. Because he's being yeah, played more than the right gets, just gets picked on and gets yeah. yes, crushed. Yes. I agree with you on that. I think Darius Williams, you know, we keep talking about you got to get a corner. You gotta, I, I think he might be all right next year at that spot. Mm-hmm. I think he may be. What did you guys think of the 50-yard completion from Zach Wilson last week to Jeff Smith? Because I was watching that one back, and I was reading some Jets fans' analysis of it. And Because plenty of folks online were like, oh, my God, he underthrew it, and Smith had to go back to get the ball. And I saw some folks saying, well, there's only like five or six quarterbacks in the league that can make that throw, you know, to the receiver in stride, and they go for a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence is one of those five or six quarterbacks. That, that's that was my assessment of that situation. Well, and so, you know, now now is he going to be throwing ducks in the rain? How does that affect the ball in the air? True. You would love for him to have an uncomfortable night if they can create pressure and they can force him to make quicker decisions. Because remember, those big completions were because he had a little runaround time and then guys broke free, coverage broke down. But it's like I told you all earlier. He made those throws, okay? you got to acknowledge that. Those are big chunk plays, and that's the last thing you want to see, as you mentioned earlier, Leon. 
that defense back end, it's it, you. They have to figure how figure out a way to hold up because if they break down, those big chunk plays are coming. Yeah, I mean, thirty seven is going to be turning and running. And Zach Wilson, listen, he's going to try to repeat history. I mean, last year he ran the ball effectively on us with the little mm-hmm. scramble runs mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be imperative for our defensive front to stay in their lanes, but to get pressure on them because I mean he's going to look to run. Absolutely, he's going to look to run. So we got to stay on our rush lanes. We got to push the middle of the pocket, and we got to keep him in the pocket. This Jets offensive line, it's okay. If, if he's going off schedule in the rain and wind and throwing across his body across the field, oh, that's throwing in the that's middle turn, of the field. Go ahead, man. Yes, Be my guest. Oh, because turnovers are happening. I hope it does too. Yeah. I hope he wants to scramble about in that rain and go the, ahead. The weather. If, you, if he's making off schedule throws in that rain, and he's trying to throw across his body in the middle of the field, do it. Mm-hmm. Do it, man. Keep doing it. Yeah. You might hit a couple, but guess what? You're going to get a couple picks, too. All right. 641-1010, of course, is the number to reach. The text line designed by Lifetime and Closure is at. If you have thoughts on tonight's game, if you have a picture of your Jaguars tattoo, so uh, Leon can start getting inspiration for when the Jaguars make the Super Bowl and he gets said tattoo, be sure to send those <laughs> over there on the text line as well. Uh, this one's not so much of that, boys, but I feel like we need to hit of that just because he is a Duval legend. That just happened brought to you by florida home ac the official air conditioning partner of the jacksonville jaguars it is true eagles qb1 versus the dallas cowboys this saturday will be gardner flint Minshew. as gardner is going to take over the starting reins for injured jalen hurts of course nick sirianni the head coach of the eagles telling reporters that jalen did everything he could to work back his way back from that sprained shoulder he's a tough son of a gun but we all know there's no tougher son of a gun than Gardner Minshew. I'm happy for him. Uh, he big chew. There's yeah. There's no question <laughs> that he is entering an arena and in a situation with a lot of better talent around him than what he last remembers as a starter down here. It's just the way it is. They have done very very well up there, putting good talent around the quarterback. Uh, and and he's auditioning right. This yeah. is last oh, year yeah. his contract. You know he could. Listen, Gardner Minshew could, could make some good money as a starter and a backup in the NFL. Plus, I mean, you hate to say this, okay, but this is like eerily sim- similar to a few years ago when Wentz was having an MVP season, gets hurt. That's, you know, St. Yeah. Nick comes in, yeah. oh, and look what happens. That's crazy. I like what you I mean, imagine, if Gardner, like what imagine you if Gardner hops in there and Jalen's injury is worse than They've, they've said, okay? Right, right. Imagine because, if it is. Because as we said, that was uh, a, a big impact, a shoulder big to impact. shoulder. Yes. Shoulder to shoulder. And then Gardner gets in there, and they start winning games, and they go on this little roll, and, and they, they get win, to the Super, the Super Bowl. Bowl. Well, I'll just tell you all this much. We will reignite Flint Friday right here Ooh. on XL Primetime. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flint's pumped. Uh, he's pumped. And so we've just figured we'd lob a call his way. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and just get a feel for it. I'm sure he's going to be in, in, in Dallas. This line has moved drastically from a Philly, Philadelphia Eagle favorite by, I think, I want to say it might have been four points. I'd have to go back and look. But anyway, it's now Dallas minus five. And you want to talk about some pressure for the Dallas Cowboys yeah. to bounce back after what they just did, after what just happened to them, and then go up against a team that they don't, I mean, they're, they're going back and looking at some tape of Gardner right now. Last year he had to pop in, and in, in relief duty did a pretty dang good job. But they're probably trying to figure him out. He is a wild card in this game. And you want to talk about how wild it could get for Dallas down there if they lose this one? Mm. Whoa. 
they're liable to do something like that. You know that that, that history they're of that franchise. Perfect. Yes. Perfectly capable. They, of that. they have the ability to go on a little losing streak yeah. and, and to get ugly. Er, ugly. Er. By the way, Joe C., according to the good yeah. folks at my bookie, that line has now moved to minus six in favor of the Dallas <laughs> just, Cowboys. Bet against Gardner at your own risk, yeah. folks. I mean, I yeah. told my mom when I got the Adam Schefter update, I just handed her my phone to show her. And she, mm-hmm. she said, she goes, is Flint going to the game? And I was like, I can guarantee you Flint is going to the game, which is oh, only, yeah. you know, not too far away from their hometown of Brandon, Mississippi. So, of course, we are excited for Gardner. I, I mean – why would the line move like this? Just because people think the Cowboys are going to have a bounce-back game after the Jags lost last week? I, 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 that Eagles roster, to me, is still as talented as they come in the National Football League, and they're going to get yeah. Dallas Goddard back off of IR. Yeah, it's built to win and built to help the, help the quarterback in every way imaginable. Two weeks ago, Miles Sanders is in the end zone three times in that one ball game. He was held out this last last week because Jalen Hurts was in the end zone three times. So they keep coming at you from every different angle. We obviously know what A.J. Brown's been able to do since he's gotten there, but they got Watkins and a handful of other guys. You just mentioned Dallas Goddard coming back. That's going to be another plus. Uh, so, yeah, it, 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 it's not unimaginable that the Dallas Cowboys can put themselves in a position and just absolutely screw it up again in December. We – are doing things in Duval in December, and Dallas might be, uh, well, might be a stock on the drop as opposed to a stock on the rise. We'll, we'll see how it goes. And uh, it should be noted that, of course, Gardner Minshew delivered the eulogy at his college coach Mike Leach's funeral on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know he's going to do it for the Pirate, too. Like, that's the other part of this, too. Like, yeah. I don't know who in the world is going to bet against Gardner Minshew after the week that he just had. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just me. Obviously, we're, we're fans of Gardner here on XL Primetime and, of course, in Duval County. Um, but I just can't get past the fact that they still have all these weapons. They still have an elite defense. And we saw this Cowboys team come into Jacksonville and a Dak Prescott, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott offense at times was stifled by a Jaguars defense that by many accounts is ranked in the bottom third of the National Football League. So it'll be curious to see. Now we've got uh, some college ball to look at. We don't have a bowl game uh, later today, but we do have some others that we'll look ahead to. We need to wrap up a little bit uh, of the recruiting as far as what did go down yesterday and at least put a, you know, it's not like it's a complete deal, but we'll take a look at the composite rankings as far as where uh, ultimately state schools and the schools that we follow and cover the most as far as how they did. But there's no question Alabama had a great day uh, and others were able to get some of those guys, Maddie, that that they were worried about, including Jaden Rashada uh, in Gainesville, that's for sure. Alabama and Georgia. I mean, it's Alabama and Georgia and it it just, look, I've said all along that I think the NIL is going to bring more teams up and it will. But there's no doubt that it's also going to give Alabama and Georgia the ability to solidify what they're doing. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you've got to get enough players and you've got to get a situation where you have an elite quarterback to beat those guys. You're not going to beat them without an, an elite quarterback. Nico at Tennessee, I think, can be an elite quarterback. Um, he's a big-time recruit. Caleb Williams obviously is an elite quarterback, but they need more out there mm-hmm. at USC. But it starts with quarterback, and that's the situation of Florida right now. They don't have a quarterback. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the truth. It's the truth. All right, hanging out at the Yale House right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges. Chrissy's out there on the patio area. And, look, it's a little cold outside. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they like to get out there and feel the elements. We don't get uh, the, the, the cool air here too often. And as I told the fellows earlier, you know, this will be the warmest day over the next four days uh, here in Duval because it is going to get downright chilly over the next couple of days. That's for sure.
Uh, and we'll see whether or not uh, you got a you know like a little fire lit last uh, tonight as the Jaguars hopefully can come up with a win. All right, so Alehouse Beach and Hodges, you can drop on by, register for Welcome to Rockville. These are VIP tickets. Welcome to Rockville, Daytona International Speedway in the. I think in the month of May. Anyway, in Do spring. we know who will be there? Oh, my gosh. The list is long, dude. There are so many good acts that are going to be there. And so you can come by, register, welcome to Rockville VIP tickets right here at the L House corner of Beach and Hodges. A little Bud Light pregame party. Don't forget your buckets of Bud Light. Order them up when you head on into the L House tonight and watch the Jags and the Jets. saved you a seat. It's Lunch with Leon on 1010XL. Brought to you by Wingstop. One of the old classics right there, uh, JJ the DJ. He's doubling up today. Normally it's just a big hair Friday, but he's going old school with some CCR. Yeah, I know. And so you're doubling up to, uh, today and tomorrow, JJ the DJ. Back in JJville. Plus we CCR. Over Anything plays CCR. Yeah, play it's just, yeah. But uh, it's one of my favorite songs. I just love the vibe, the sound of it. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, JJ's cranking out some rainy. Some rainy songs. There's some teal right there. There's some teal right there. They're fired up. All right. So come on by the Ale House right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges. Make sure that uh, you get you get your uh, name in the hat. Welcome to Rockville 2023. We will have a chance for you to win those tickets uh, if you drop on by and put your name in the hat. Take full advantage of that because that's going to be a killer, killer. What is it? Three days, Matty? I looked yes, at it. It's like a hundred bands. Yeah, it's just it's nuts. Uh, the, the, all all the ones that they will have this. And, and you want to talk about old Alice school? Cooper. And, yeah, they'll, they'll go old school with Alice yeah, Cooper. Yeah. I'm 18. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just old school. All right, now. We've been talking about this game any number of ways. The fact that the weather's going to play a huge factor. You look at the New York, New Jersey forecast, and it's going to be 100% rain. Mia, basically from – all right, do you remember the Hall of Fame game? Uh, anybody out there uh, in Canada? Very it much so. <laughs> yeah, Very much raining. so because Marcus Pollard yeah. had to throw me a towel to put over my head yeah. because, yeah, your girl forgot to pack an umbrella or a rain jacket. So, yeah. and, uh, and it, yes. At least it stopped raining that night. But I wonder if it will stop raining tonight because it does. It says it is just solid rain in the forecast from basically Man, 8 why p.m. to 11, get, 11 p.m. It, it, I'm just saying it's I, – I'm, I'm looking just at – Just go play. Well, no, I That's all I'm telling you. Well, I, I know. I, I, I'm not even – what do you think I'm saying? Not no, no, to go no, play? No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about the actual elements my, my and, whole and thing how, is, it's gonna, how it's going to play a factor in no, a role I, I agree. My whole thing yeah. is like if – I'm worried and, about and I'm sure, And I'm sure that – Doug Peterson said this too, man. You're just going to give yourself an excuse. Yeah. If you worry about the rain or you worry about if it's going to be cold, it's just an excuse, man. I'm going to be. They're a better team. They have the better quarterback. Right. Go play. Yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, believe me, I, I have no problem with that. That's an easy mantra to follow. I'm just simply saying every fan out there is looking at this and going, you know what? The last time they saw these elements, they weren't very good. No, I know that. But you know why? But that, that's that's the old Jag. Mm-hmm. Oh, no yeah. No more old Jag. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. No more old Jag. Daddy, you're really drinking New the Jack. teal Kool-Aid, man. It's no, no, I'm not drinking the teal Kool-Aid. I'm looking at these he's, two he's, teams, and I'm. you look at these rosters, and they got a better roster. And they clearly have the better quarterback. So I, I, I understand that the NFL is a very hard – it's very hard to win on the road in the NFL. I, I get all of that, okay? And I get, the, I get the conditions and the weather. You've got the better team. Go win. That's it. For what, it's, for what it's worth, I will tell you guys this, and my mom is standing next to me here in New Jersey, and she's going to have her jaw drop. Um, 
they paid over a hundred dollars for each of their tickets. My family members, I got a uh -huh. text from one Eric Dunn of social media acclaim uh, because right. of either the weather conditions or the fact that Zach Wilson is starting under center. You can now get tickets for this game at $14 a pop. Oh. I, ho I hope you can oh, hear my mom in the background there. Yeah. The dentist just went nuts. She just, uh, that was her own novocaine. Shouldn't right she there. be in the other room at, in, in her own dentist? Shouldn't no, she she's there? making. She took off so she can go to the game tonight. So <laughs> okay. that's dedication to the Jaguar cause, uh, and she's making me grilled cheese right now. So this is fantastic. Um, yeah. I do want to note this, and I probably should have started the show with this, boys. I got off the plane, and maybe it's just my parents being conditioned to me covering the Jaguars the past four years in Iowa before that. Um, and I start talking to my dad in the car, your guy, Silent Walt, about uh, about Love playoffs. Mm -hmm. and, and I say the word playoffs and he looks at me, he goes, well, let's not put the cart before the horse. And I was like, dad, the Jaguars are the betting favorite to win the AFC South. And he was like, yeah, okay. Okay. So yeah. as much as See, that's old Jag, right? That's old Jag. But here's the thing. I think that people in Duval County believe, and they're paying attention to the numbers, but mm -hmm. I think there is a lot of people elsewhere who either are all in on the Jags or they still think it's same old Jags. And that is why tonight is so important, because it is a standalone game, because it is a nationally televised broadcast. As right. much as you had the Fox A team last week, and that put a lot of the nation on notice, if you can win tonight, that does flip the script. That changes a lot of things. Of course, the Jags will tell you that the job won't be finished, but I think it will move the needle. Well, You know what's funny is we... We're going every week now. Well, yeah. if they can do it this week, yeah. then they're for real. Well, they were down 27-10 to one of the best teams in the league, and they won the game. Right, but it's like I told you before. This team is still trying to claw their way to above 500. Okay, as stoked as I am about this, they still have lost more than they've won. And so have they arrived? No, they're nowhere near arriving yet. But I do agree with the point that if you we, we rattled off those Thursday night <laughs> games, those scores. It's pretty crappy. No, no, I know okay, that. They're but, pretty but crappy. Six and, and eight, so six and eight is, isn't the vision right now. Yeah. The vision is you've got three games ahead of you. Oh no, no. Who uh, cares about what happened before? You got three yeah. games ahead of you in the playoffs. Uh, but I'm, I'm just agreeing with the point that it is a, it can be a major statement type of game tonight. You come out, you follow wins over your rival, wins over uh, a team that's considered a top five team in the NFL, in the Dallas Cowboys, in the, in the way that they did it. I mean, these are major steps forward. And I, I the Ravens I, I, win was a major yes, step forward. And yeah. I, I'm not even saying all is lost if they lose tonight. But you damn sure better look the part tonight, like you. You are ready to take that next step. It is a major, major opportunity for him. All right, let's get a little funky fact in here right now because this is on the heels of that 17-point come-from-behind win over the hated Cowboys. Time now for a funky fact. Get funky with Funky Buddha. All right, now these are really detailed numbers, and the Dominator sent them to me uh, because he does this type of research, and I don't, okay? Right. So he went back, and he found it all. So this is straight from... Uh, the dude that just has all the stats, okay? A funky <laughs> fact, all right? Zay Jones, three touchdown passes against the Cowboys this past Sunday, leading them from behind to the winner's circle. Okay, so he put together the list. And, Mia, with your kickoff show later, you may have this thing already nailed. But in Jaguars history, okay, he is the ninth player in Jaguars history to score three-plus touchdowns in a single game. Can you name the other eight? Now, we're just going to start dinging these Freddy. once you get them. Say it again. Freddie. All right, there you go. There's a first ding. Now, MJD. I'll just – Mercedes, I'll just, Mercedes I'll Lewis just, against the uh, Ravens in London. 
Okay, so let me just list these off. So we've got Freddie. Three times that he has been able to do that. That's pretty dang impressive mm-hmm. when you think about it. He had a three touchdown – or, excuse me, four-touchdown score against Pittsburgh in 2000, three against Tampa Bay in 98, and Cleveland in 2000. We mentioned MJD. He has six of these games. Think about six. that. Okay? Wow. Four against Tampa Bay in 11, three against Indian 06. He did it against Detroit, St. Louis, and Houston. Who else did we say? Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes, yep. Yep, that's a ding. Mercedes had three against Baltimore in 17. Remember, that was that catch-fire year for him. He was a pro bowler in 2010, but hadn't really done a whole hell of a lot, and then he busted for Jimmy? that game. Jimmy. All right. Jimmy. All right, we got Just Jimmy. Move. There we go. Ding it up. So, Jimmy did it twice. Uh, three against Baltimore. Leon, I know you remember that one mm-hmm. uh, in 2000. I was hurt. Go ahead. And then, and then, but also Denver in 95 before you came here, that was two scores for Jimmy on special mm-hmm. teams. No, uh, okay. On uh-huh. special teams against uh, Denver, back, or Denver back then. Did Keenan right. do it? What about right, Keenan? Um, I do not have Keenan on the list. You nope. know who I bet did it? That's a one strike. I bet Reggie Williams did it. Did he? Um, that's two strikes. What about four and okay, guys. You guys are running out. Nope. A-Rob? Uh, all right, now we got Allen Robinson. All right. A-Rob. A-Rob did it against uh, in Tennessee in 15. He got a three-touchdown game. Greg Jones. Um, no, but you're starting to warm up just a little bit closer as far as this one was. A, little man? Stewart? There, no. The, uh, yes, yes. Yes. You've got James Stewart. six, didn't he? James Stewart had five. Wow. Five wow. against Philadelphia. Philly, yeah, I was in there. Back yeah. in 1997, uh, right there at the bank. All right, so MJD at the top, Freddie T, Jimmy, James, A-Rob, Natron? Mercedes. You I was just going to say, what about our two. boy? What, what about, about Natron? Natron Means? No, 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 no. 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 All right, so these are Brunel? these are fairly obscure. Nah, uh, one of them is a, one of them had more time as a starter. The other one didn't. He just went off uh, for a three touchdown game. So I'll give it to you. Uh, in 2005, LeBrandon Tofield oh, wow, had man. a over 100 yard game and a three touchdown day. Wow. And then the other one, most known for being on Phillips Highway, handing over 20 and asking <laughs> for a five back. Okay, that would be Stacy Mack. Nah. There you go. He did not ask for a five-back. Yeah, back. he asked for a five-back. He said, can I get a Lincoln? Uh, and so, anyway, that is a pretty good list that Zay Jones just joined <laughs> with a three-touchdown performance against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, Dom, thank you for the uh, for the stats, the research, and all that stuff. You know I wasn't going to go back and list oh, all that. Oh, that was Dom's. Yeah. Oh, because oh, yeah. Dom had, texted me and said, yeah, yeah. I got a good – all yeah, right. yeah. He, he, he had it all. He had it all, all recorded and, and, and accounted for right there. That's pretty good. All right. So, Big Surs, before you go, we've got a special fifth quarter show that you will be on tomorrow. So, we will promote that coming up before Big Surs is done. Mm-hmm. Mia is up in New Jersey. Joe C., Matty Hayes, Big Surs right here at the Alehouse corner of Beach and Hodges. Drop on by. It's a Bud Light Bucket Thursday special as you get ready for the Jags tonight. This is XL Primetime, protected by Preferred Roofing on 1010XL. Because I know you boys at the Ale House will love this one. My mom just asked me, because I am back in New Jersey in case you're just joining us. Uh, we'll be covering the Jags and the Jets later this evening. She goes, are you able to eat like during the show? Is that allowed? And I go, Mom, they call us the lunch bunch. It's very much allowed. Yeah. 
So, so don't worry. We can have grilled cheese. We can still multitask and make that happen. So uh, as much as I was planning on coming back to this segment with a lovely uh, Josh Norris tweet for you, I had to come back with that, boys, because I know you guys are chowing down on some great food at the Ale House as well. Oh, yeah. The uh, pot stickers were the first thing that was ordered uh, by Big Surge earlier. And then you go through the menu and you can't go wrong. And so, you know, zingers are always the way to go. But, I, you know, I mean, you guys know I, I, like, to, I like a real wing. Okay, but these are really, really killer zingers. So I'm going to do both. I'm going to do nice wing action, medium, a little crispy, and then those zingers. Side of fries is never a bad idea either. Okay, I'm never, jealous. never, true, true, never. Jealous of everybody chowing down on the mountain melts as well. If I was there, yeah. that would be the go-to. Yeah, that's a good one now. That is a dang good uh, mountain melt for sure here at any one of the uh, ale houses. So we're here at this one at the corner of Beach and Hodges uh, for Thursday night action, Bud Light specials, and then next week we'll pop over to the Southside location as we get ready for the Gator Bowl, which, by the way, Gator Bowl is a pretty hot ticket item right now. There is no doubt about it, and uh, I just love the fact that the Gator Bowl is getting a good – matchup between Notre Dame and South Carolina, and it's awesome that they're going to be able to, uh, I would think, in a, in a lot of ways, sell that bad boy out oh, and get yeah. close to it oh, uh, yeah. when it's all said and done. That's for sure. Uh, I wanted to throw one. I uh, actually think it is sold out. Is it already? I think it is. I wanted to throw Double one. check on that. Yeah, one college football note at you uh, as far as that recruiting goes because, it uh, you know, we didn't really put a bow on it from yesterday, but it's definitely been, you know, you all Alabama, all Georgia, that's what we all have talked about pretty much. But how about this number for Alabama, okay? You want to just talk about the dominance? They had their class ultimately finish out third all-time in the 24-7 sports team recruiting rankings. The only player without four or five stars attached to his name was a kicker, a three-star. Yeah. Which, by the way, he's a three-star, but this was from Barrett Salee. He is the second-ranked kicker in the country. And so, I mean, that's, that's just what Alabama did uh, in the last uh, handful of days. They have, uh, they have lassoed it was, I can, another I can tell you record this. center. We, we all were so focused on Jimbo and Saban going back and forth that you didn't see it for what it was. What it was was Nick telling his peeps, look, you better, you better ante up. Mm-hmm. It's time to ante up. It's time to give us some money if we're going to do this NIL thing right. And they did. And they went out and did it right. But, but but if you're Georgia and Alabama, are you really paying kids the kind of money that other schools are paying? I mean, they're they're the farm they, they no to choice. the NFL. They have no choice. They have no because choice. if they don't, kids will go elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, at yeah, this point, think about it. Well, think I, I, about I, it. If you're if you're a high school player right now, okay, you know. and you love Miami, mm-hmm. but Miami wasn't paying, but Florida's going to pay you a hundred thousand a year. What are you going to do? Go to Miami. You're, come on, come on, <laughs> come on! They're gonna say I'm going to Florida. Are you serious? Thing okay, like okay. So, so Pick Michigan, school, Michigan. <laughs> okay, I don't like them either. No, but but now I see what you're saying. South Carolina. I see what you're saying. I yeah. see what you're saying. But uh, but also, if, if if I'm Nick Saban, I'm Kirby Smart. I'm saying, do you, do you want to go to the, do you want to go to the league? Do you want to get national exposure? Sure. Do you want to be on TV every week? Sure. Do you want to play in the big games? Well, every the, well that that was games? my point. What I, I was trying to make earlier. Everybody's giving money now. So yeah. now it's going to come down to who do you believe is going to get you to the NFL, not only quickest, but prepare you to be to play in the NFL as soon as you get yeah, there. It's an unlevel playing field. It always will be, but they're trying to level it out a little bit more. Take a look at this uh, social media here at Big Sur's. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from Dan, Dan Lanning. 
he had to fire him up a big old, it looked like it could be an all-pro series cigar. Nice. Anyway, he is sitting back celebrating a huge class uh, up in Oregon. And I give him credit. And you guys know how I felt about Mario. I thought Mario had built something special up there, and it would be hard for me to leave what I had built. And Lanning is, at mm-hmm. the very least, picking it picking up right where he left off. Mario had a killer class. At least that's what it looks like down in Miami. JJ, were you able to, I mean, did you walk it back off the ledge uh, later yesterday after everything was uh, said and done? Miami had a great day yesterday. Yeah, they did. They really did. I never was on any ledge. We finished third. With with the Cormani conversation, I guess, is what I was Well, he hasn't hasn't decided anywhere, so I'm not sure where he's going. Yeah, he said. Where do you think uh, he's going, JJ? JJ, deep in your soul, where do you think? I would never try to guess what an 18 year old is going to do. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, he did say back it off as far as what everybody's talking about. He ain't going anywhere. At least that's the latest thing that he said. Well, well, what? I mean, he's the number two overall recruit, okay? Yeah. Why would he make any decision right now? He's got, he has universities now. He literally has universities now offering him more and more. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. get anything he wants. Yeah, he can literally get anything he wants. Why? Why would he make a decision right now? Let them come to him. Yeah. he is a business right now. He's not a businessman. He's a business. Oh, he's a, well. Like I so, he's just got to sit back and say, "Come to me. Let's see what you got." I used to always describe it. Uh, individuals that reached a point in the NFL in the professional world where they're walk and talk in corporations. <laughs> yeah, that's what well, they are. They are incorporated. Well, now it's happening with the college and, and maybe even the high school athlete before long. Well, I mean, not only is he a business, a walking corporation. He's going to be officially become an ATM real soon. <laughs> no, he is. Explain this. Explain your theory as far as how it can get tough for a young recruit. Well, I mean, I mean, a lot of these decisions, as far as money goes, of course, is between the athlete and the NIL agent or research department or whatever you do mm-hmm. uh, in, in their decision making as far as what school is giving them more money. But when that kid gets that money, he he's automatically the head, the head of the household. Uh, he, he is because it's going to be he's going to have he's going he's going to be compliant to a lot of the issues pressing issues that might be going on at home. A seventeen year old kid. Seventeen year old kid. I'm talking yeah. about yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about mortgage. I'm talking right. about uh, uh, notes and car notes. I'm, I'm I'm telling you that kind of burden is going to be on this kid instead of the kid just enjoying the the the, the, the fruits of his labor. Right. I mean it's the, the family's coming. They're yeah, coming with their issues, and and they they probably know how much he's going to be making. Let's say he's making ten thousand a month, all right, for how many years or whatever. It's a lot of money, and the hangers on will arrive. They, they're coming, yeah. that's, and, and that's the sad part about it, is because uh, a lot. And I'm, I'm not saying it's always a bad thing, but let the kid decide right. what he wants to do. More more than not. It's the family that decides what the kid's going to do. That, that really, that's the unintended consequences, which I hate. It's still a good thing that these guys are getting it. It's just a bad thing that what you describe is, is real. Uh, and then how about uh, Travis Hunter going, uh, following Dion? Uh, to Colorado, so did that, he actually get a hundred thousand yeah. subscribers to the YouTube yeah. channel? Wasn't that he like got more? The, than, uh, he got more than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, yeah. You, like you Matt was saying, I yeah. mean, you talk about a business. I mean, that kid, no one moves the needle and is able to manipulate fan bases and social media better than that guy these days. Maybe Cormani McLean gives him a run for the money. Well, it's just it's just classic in this short amount of time. And we're not talking Colorado's in the desert, but it was a desert when it came to football, okay? It was a barren, fruitless desert. And he has come, 
drawn headlines, and he's gotten one of the top players in the country to follow him to Colorado. It is just crazy what he's been able to do. And I think at the end of the day, Auburn's going to wish they hired him. Yeah, because mm. you, uh, I you, agree. With I that. mean, you, you're talking about a guy with that Auburn NIL money. What he could have done at that place? Wow, wow! It, it, it would have been it would have been special. Now he's got a chance to do the same thing at Colorado because you can win in the Pac-12. Yeah, and you can win quickly in the Pac-12. But to do that in the SEC at Auburn at that level would have been fun as hell to watch. I'll yeah. tell you that. And while most people are disappointed with an eight or nine win season because they didn't get to play for a championship that ain't going to happen when it comes to Dion uh in 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 the Denver area in Boulder right. or anywhere uh with the Colorado Buffalo fan they are going to love on him uh that's for sure well they'll love they'll first, love those eight uh, wins to, for the first time and then the next year they're not going to love those of course eight wins. you know the pressure they're going to want 11 or 12 yeah, right but Personally, I'm rooting for Ralphie's glow-up. That's my personal favorite storyline. Yeah. As much as Jackson DeVille has had quite the glow-up in Jacksonville over the last few weeks since he uh, wore the Speedo and uh, things have been trending upward for the hometown Big Cats, Ralphie's glow-up, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm a big Ralphie and, and Bevo fan. I, I love both of them. A couple of my favorite uh, real live mascots. All right, uh, Big Surce, let's tell everybody what's yeah. happening. you got to give a thought on the game, but just let's promote what's happening tomorrow morning. Uh, well, tomorrow morning um – we usually do the fifth quarter three uh, two hours after the the game ends, mm-hmm. and which meant we would have did the fifth quarter from two to four. Uh, so in the morning, we've done that before. Yeah, so, done it before. So <laughs> what we're calls. doing is we're, we're canceling that. So starting at seven o'clock, uh, from seven to ten tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, it'll be me, Hack, and Coach uh, Campo, and we're going to break down the uh, Jaguars win mm-hmm. on Friday morning. Yeah. So you will basically be replacing the drill. Yeah. Basically replacing right. the drill. I right. love it. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, so thoughts tonight. Um, what, what, what has to happen? What has to happen is uh, I'm kind of Matt Hayes' narrative. The hell with the weather. Mm-hmm. All right, just go out there. You're the better team. Go out there and execute like the better team. No costly penalties, no costly turnovers, and just go whoop them. Go, they're in the way. This team is in the way. That should be their mm-hmm. motto. They're in the way, where we need to go. And I think the Jaguars are going to – I think the Elements are going to factor in. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But I think Jacksonville is going to ultimately win. I think Jaguars win 19-14. Okay, that is a low score. 19-14, all right. I love the the odd score, too, by the way. Yeah. Love it. And, by the way, 36.5 is the line, so he's plugging it in right below that number. Right under that line. Oh, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 33 is what he's got uh, penciled in there. All Uh right. All right, Big Surce, enjoy the rest of the afternoon. You got it. All right, Leon. He enjoys uh, what's left over, those pot stickers. uh, And we're going to have Coach coming in in just a little bit. Mia, you're going to make your way about 2 o'clock down there, right? Yes, that's correct. Uh, going to wrap up with you guys in the ne- after the next segment, and then uh, we'll begin the travel through uh, over the river and through the woods to MetLife Stadium. <laughs> we go. So, so let's look at let let's look at um, the injury report one more time. Coming up here in just yep. a second, talk about which side we're looking at as far as that will be hurt the most with the injuries. Cam Robinson with the surgery on the meniscus, so we know he's gone. But where is Jawan and all the others? We'll do that coming up live from the alehouse. Right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges, Bud Light specials tonight as you watch Thursday night football with your Jaguars and the Jets. Nothing is really wrong, feeling like I don't belong, walking around, some kind of lonely cloud, rainy days and Mondays always get me down. This is XL Primetime. Brought to you by Florida Home AC. 
Now that's cool on 1010XL. JJ, you got to stop, man. Uh, I believe you got to stop. I am impressed with JJ. Other than Purple Rain, these are all like depressing, man. He is oh, this is a time. great song. I, I understand. I agree. The Carpenters are. I get, I get it. But yeah. bro, yeah, we're, 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 let's, let's get ready for this. Like Coach just strolled in there. He's coming up at the top of the hour. Oh, I he's bet like Coach all loves nervous. this song. <laughs> he told us he's all nervous. He doesn't want to hear Carpenters. You gotta get as going, right, JJ. JJ, the, uh, JJ, real as quick. The text line, JJ. The text line brought to you by Lifetime Enclosures noted. As long as you're not playing Blame It on the Rain tomorrow, they're okay yeah. with your. Yeah. your we're, we're all gonna be good with it. Now, J, uh, JJ. Rest was in there peace, a, Linda Carpenter. Actually, I don't there, know. She's dead. Was there a moment in time, you know, back in the day, where you not were like, you know, in, in the in the instead of slow cala, the mellow cala, uh, where you were listening to the Carpenters back in the day? I mean, oh, is there something is, we don't yeah, know that, about you? This is one of my mom's favorites, man. Oh yeah. So yes, yeah, anything yeah. that uh, Linda Lasalva listened to, I was forced to listen to as well. JJ yeah. is a bit yeah. of a Renaissance man. Yeah, by he, the is. Way. he is. I love it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Like, I got a lot I, of Rick Ballou uh, in me. Yeah, I JJ like was also the. Oh, go ahead. Different genres for sure. He's I dancing love them all. with this woman, yeah. you know, during after Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving night, he's dancing yeah. with this woman and stuff. Yeah. 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 JJ was also you know. uh, let it let it be known. JJ was the first media personality anywhere in the country yes. to say that Ryan Tannehill's season had come to a close. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. This was Sunday, very early on Sunday, and uh, I was shocked that he came back in the game. But I guess that was all for not season shut down. Yeah, and he did. Uh, he did put it correctly. He uh, Ryan Tannehill is football dead is, is basically <laughs> yeah. what he went with uh, more than anything else. All right, so these players that aren't available tonight are not football dead, but it definitely is a big deal. So, Mia, hit the injury report on both sides because we already know, as we said, Cam, surgery, gone for the rest of the year. But Juwan nursing that hamstring, uh, the other guys that are not going to be out there, th- these are significant pieces for, for the Jags. Yep, officially five Jaguars listed as questionable for this game. That does include Trevor Lawrence, who, shocker, the NFL Network has now said is going to play. I know you're all really surprised by that one. Uh, That would really make for the marketing department to have a quick turnaround for what it's worth. Uh, Andrew Winger with the shoulder injury, once again listed as questionable. But, of course, we know he played last week, as did Chad Muma with the ankle injury, although he was limited on the defensive side of the ball last week because Doug Peterson said he did feel sore. He played all the special team snaps, so that will be one to monitor for sure. And then, of course, those two along the right side of the offensive line in Brandon Scherf and Jawan Taylor. Scherf, they listed as an abdominal injury. I can tell you this, and talking with people in the building, it's actually more like a groin injury. Um, so it's something that he's been dealing with for a while now, but I would expect him to play. And then again, Juwan Taylor with that hamstring injury, who, like Ryan Tannehill, did re-enter Sunday's game. Um, but as of now, he's listed as questionable. He was limited in practice this week, but he did practice. So that will be one to watch. And then, of course, Foley Fadokasi and Trayvon Walker both out already for tonight's game. You know, I, I look at Brandon Scherf. I'm a little worried about that one, too. Like I said, there's probably a little more worry uh, on the brain just because the way this thing is setting up with a few more injuries that this team has had to deal with for quite some time. And Trevor on a short work week with the toe, I'm also a little concerned about. Now, I'm hoping they go out there and just absolutely drill uh, the Jets, and, and particularly Zach Wilson uh, and whoever, you know, he, he left tickets for Cougar-wise at the, at the, uh, at the gate. But I'm just hoping that they absolutely – I don't understand what's wrong with that. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with that? Yeah, I know. Is, it, is that wrong? <laughs> it's not wrong. Uh, uh, for but, what it's worth, here was that Josh Norris tweet that I was going to read earlier. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Zach Wilson has underperformed in the elements this year. You'd think he'd like Mother Nature. 
<laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I do love that. Anytime you can work those those references in, that's just absolutely classic. I, I will say this about you know I keep saying just go play. Mm-hmm. You know if you've got if you're down three offensive linemen at some point, it's yeah. like if, if Sheriff goes out, yeah, and you know and you've got and Juwan's not 100. percent You're and a little Walker's shaky in, in the middle, yeah. and you got yeah. Walker Little on the left, and Juwan's got a bum hammy. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that could happen there. I mean, uh, you, against, you you against that front. Yeah, you you. My point is, you would literally have to go from we're not running our offense anymore. What we're going to do is we're going to max protect, and we're right. going to hope the two guys we got going out in patterns can beat them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what you, that's what you're doing at that point. Yeah. For and by what the way, worth, they, Matt. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I'm Joe. I'm sure this is what you were just about to say. For what it's worth, the Jets' offensive line is pretty banged up too, as yeah. uh, Dwayne Brown and George Fant were limited at times during the week. They both do not have an injury designation for this game, but we know that it's a patchwork Jets' offensive line even coming into this because they lost Elijah Vera Tucker, their arguably their best offensive lineman, in the same game they lost rookie running back Brees Hall for the season a few weeks ago. Yeah, because if you take a look at that line last week. Against the Detroit Lions, they struggled. And so I know, and this is something that we'll get in with Coach Campo, is that it is really important that Mike Caldwell keeps keeps it as simple as he possibly can and gives these guys up front the most opportunity to get to the quarterback because you can make Zach Wilson make poor decisions. They just have to get to him and affect him. And and there's no question that if you have multiple offensive linemen that are going to be at least like Dwayne Brown has a shoulder, Uh, George Fan has a knee. So those are the concerns right now. Both of them I'm pretty sure, uh, well, actually, one did not practice at all. I'm just looking to make sure. No, actually, no. Both, both, both Brown, uh, both tackles were limited. So we'll find out whether or not they're going to be 100. percent I mean, it's still. I say this every week. It's like a broken record. It's still coming down to affect the quarterback, protect the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And and they're right now their injuries are at both those areas. Yeah. The offensive line and the defensive line with you know not only with Foley Fadakasi but of course with Trayvon Walker. But they've go, got to affect the quarterback. Yeah. They got to get him off his mark, and they've got to protect Trevor. And, and I I. But, I, I I don't like the fact that there is no Trayvon Walker, but there's not much of a drop-off. In fact, you might say you get as good a player, experienced player in Dewan Smoot out there, but it's the rotation. It's the reps. It's keeping them fresh. All those things I think are real important that they're not going to be able to have the luxury of this time. For what it's worth, an underrated storyline, in my opinion, as we look at the Jets injury report, is the fact that both Denzel Mims and Jeff Smith, the two wide receivers, have already been ruled out of this game. I know that they're their third, fourth, fifth options, but not that we want to talk about same old Jags. But historically speaking, I feel like this fan base is conditioned to the random number four wide receiver who goes off against the Jags. The Jets aren't going to have that guy. And so as much as we all talk every week about the concerns in the secondary, do they have a third corner? Does it exist? Um, Can anyone play man besides Tyson Campbell? If Tyson Campbell is on Garrett Wilson, you gamble with Darius Williams or Trey Herndon on Elijah Moore, depending on who's playing in the slot. I mean, at least they don't have the numbers that they did going into last week's game. Yeah, yeah, because Mims was a factor early in that game before he got the concussion. And remember, now, I, I think I have this right, both Mims and Moore at some point during this uh, season or offseason demanded a trade. Is that right? I'm pretty sure both of them did. And, and so they've both been definitely. unhappy at yeah. times up there, and they're just now trying to figure out who's back there slinging it and who's going to be able to make the accurate throw and can they make the play. Moore was, I would just guess, the happiest to see Mike White uh, get in the lineup because he immediately had success with him. But 
he is going to be a guy that, like you just said, put Campbell on him, rotate the rest to make sure that they honor the tight end, honor the other guys that are out there. But a banged-up wide receiver core and a banged-up offensive line on their side of this discussion definitely is a plus for Jacksonville so, tonight. I mean, the problem is they waited until the fourth quarter yeah. last week to identify where Tyson Campbell need to be. Yeah. So are they going to continue to do this left and right stuff? Or at some point are they going to say, we've got to put him on the best guy out there? Because if not, they're just going to find wherever Garrett Wilson is. Yeah. yeah. And they'll find holes in that defense. So, uh, I mean, to me, I, I don't know why they haven't done it. We, 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 that I don't, and me is probably the best person to ask about this. Have they ever given an ex- explanation about now why finally is Darius Williams on the outside? Mm-hmm. And why, why no. did it take an injury to, for him to get out there? Because he's a better no. player outside. Literally, no. Haven't heard anything as far as that goes. Uh, they, right. So, let me, so, so then, has anybody asked about why is why is Campbell not on the best receiver every week? Yes, we have asked that because obviously his numbers against Devontae Adams showcased what he can do when he's on that number one wide receiver. I actually asked him, and JJ, maybe you want to play this in the two o'clock hour after I head to the stadium. Um, I asked Tyson earlier this week about trailing the number one wide receiver and like what that means to him. And he said he wants that responsibility. He appreciates the fact that he is the guy now in the secondary for the Jags. And so if the kid wants it and he's proven he can handle it, it, go get it. Like, I I don't understand it, but I mean, look, I, I, not that we're not talking draft because this team is in a playoff race right now, but I just do not know how you can look at that secondary. And even if you do move Darius Williams to the perimeter and you make him your other outside corner, like, I mean, you're, in my opinion, you're keeping Rayshon Jenkins. Maybe you restructure, but you got to find a way to keep him. You're obviously going to have Andre Cisco, But that third corner spot, especially yeah, if Doug Peterson important. wants to yeah. continue to run nickels yeah. and dimes, more than three linebacker sets, you have to address it. It's just yeah, such right. a glaring need. Yeah, and then you don't get to send extra people uh, to the quarterback, you know. That's also part of this. All right, real quick before you get ready to dash, uh, Amazon update uh, after NFL Films came cruising into XL Primetime Studios earlier this week. Yes, uh, it is confirmed. Shout out to uh, the Ithaca Bombers on the Amazon Prime and NFL uh, Films teams, who I actually hadn't even told. I tried to keep it on the DL that uh, we had our visitors from NFL Films and Amazon Prime in 1010XL headquarters this week. But I just got word that we are making an appearance in the pregame show, folks. XL Primetime will be in primetime on Amazon. So I don't know if if it's 30 seconds or if it's two seconds, but I have been told we are making an appearance. So... Keep an eye well, out. I just, I just know I'm going to stand in front of my big 75-inch television, uh, and actually, I had, I need to make an amend. Uh, big Vic now is a 75. I only have a 70. Apparently, he needed to be bigger than me. Uh, so anyway, I will stand in front of it with my iPhone and record us uh, for posterity because we can't record Amazon on Prime. But I'm, I'm fired up. It'll be shown <laughs> locally on Fox. I don't know whether that part will. So you can, not, so then you can record. Yeah, the, I don't know whether that part will be shown or not. But that's the pregame that, show. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it's there, it's our local pregame show, and then the game airs uh, over the air here locally. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to be on Amazon making sure that we get recognized. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, Mia, have fun down there. I, I hope Enjoy they show it. everyone now, like, except one of you guys. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, JJ. I know my voice is being heard. I don't know if I'm yeah. actually going to be visible, but I did get the text that your voice makes an appearance for one of the intros. And I was like, oh, great. Sounds good. So let's hope it actually comes to fruition. Okay. Now, how did you find that out? 
uh, Ithaca Bombers. Go ro roll bombers, baby. Okay. Uh, I got okay. friends in okay. high places. As my mom just said, it, it pays to uh, pays to have gone to school on the South Hill. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll have fun. We'll keep an eye on social media to find out what is being kicked out weather-wise, player-wise, all that stuff as we get into the night a little bit later on. Now, let's wow you with XL Primetime's head coach, Dave Campo. Brought to you by Beaver Chevrolet with wow pricing every day at beaverchevrolet.com. This well, is a yeah. I love a rainy night. There I you go. The T-I-O. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Bring it on. As uh, JJ, the DJ, goes old school on us. He is spinning the old DJ hits for Coach Campo, uh, who, uh, by the way, you, you were rocking a little bit to uh, uh, the Carpenters earlier, weren't you, Coach? Just admit it. Yeah, but I'm a little bit with Matt with yeah. the, uh, you know, it's a little bit too somber. Right, right. Fired right. Up this, see, any here. rabbit's good. Let's get it going. Yeah, yeah, so, I love a rainy night. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not worried about what the weather is. Just play ball. Yeah, so we bounce back with a good one right there from, from uh, Eddie Rabbit. All right, we are hanging out at the Yale House right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges. you got Thursday Night Football on the television screens later. You're going to be able to see it locally if you don't have Amazon Prime, which I know has been driving a lot of people crazy, uh, but you can plan on that. So uh, Bucket Specials of Bud Light, you're always going to enjoy those, along with the great menu that they have here uh, at this Ale House and all the others, that's for sure. We appreciate them having us out. Now, Coach, you're fired up and ready to go, but you also said you might be a little bit nervous about this one. Well, I'm nervous about all of them. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was probably a little bit more nervous going into the Cowboy game because I was going to the stadium. Yeah. That has nothing to do with who we're playing or what the, you know, what our chances are. It has right. to do with that's who I am. You know, right. it's game day. It's game day. Yeah. And if I'm going to the stadium, I'm even more nervous. But I'm a little nervous right yeah. now getting ready. All right. So when you look at it, and you and I, we did our Campo and Joe podcast earlier. You popped in earlier in the week, and we say thanks again to Beaver Chevrolet for bringing Coach and his wow, your thoughts. The, the thing that concerns you most, because I think the injury list has really impacted this game. It really has. Yeah, you know, the thing that probably concerns me more than anything else uh, is the fact that we're a little bit shaky in the offensive line, and I think they have a pretty good front. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't know if everybody realizes this, but – uh, the Jets are actually ranked third in the league right now as far as the combination of, of pressure rate and, and uh, pass rush win rate. It's big. And, you know, you got Quinnen inside, uh, Quinnen Williams, yeah. and that's a problem if Scherf is banged up a little bit. And you got Shatley in there, and, and you know, those are young guys. You know, Shatley's not young, but he's right. a, basically a second-team guy yeah. that's doing a pretty good job. You know, you have to give him credit. But, you know, you got uh, Fort, uh, Fortner at center, so mm -hmm. th that's a little shaky inside. And then you got two tackles. One is, a, is not many snaps, and the other one is a little bit banged up. So that's probably what brings the line mm -hmm. down to where it is right now, combined with Trevor struggling a little bit in the game against Philadelphia in the rain. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's where it's at right there. I'm a little concerned with the rush. So w when you were coaching – and you had issues on the offensive line, and you knew a situation like this where you're down one or two, you could be down three or four, you got one guy that's struggling. Did you just say, hey, let's go max protect and hope we can win on the outside, and, and that's how we're going to throw the ball? Well, I think you really go into it with the idea that we've got to protect those guys in some way, shape, or form if we're having problems. Right. Now, you know, they've executed pretty darn well with the guys that, that you know, have been in there, and, and, and I think uh, Walker Little – 
you know, I think he'll hold his own. I do too, yeah. You know, but, you, you know, you might go to some maximum. You, you go to a little bit more with the back staying in to help, you know, to make sure that the, the quarterback has a time even to a get chip. rid of the ball. Yeah, chipping yeah. or staying in and making sure that, you know, you're helping somebody if there's a problem. That's how you go in. I don't think you'll alter your whole game plan necessarily and say all we're going to do is maximum protect. Right. I think they, they're going to have to score some points tonight. Uh, like every night, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the defense that we have is not. This might be a little easier because of the matchups, but right. they're not just going to hold them to seven points, I don't believe. So mm-hmm. the offense has got to score some points, and the only way you do that is to get the ball down the field. Yeah, I'll tell you what, another thing to look at, just at least the way the Jets have gone defensively. Robert Sala, pretty bright uh, defensive mind. He was here in Jacksonville before uh, going out to San Francisco and then ultimately getting hired uh, up in New York. But take a look at what Detroit wasn't able to do this past week, and that should you know, at least worry a little bit. This offense in Jacksonville is catching a little bit of fire, 36 points, 40 points, but the team that scored 40 on Jacksonville was held in the teens yeah. last week. Well, I watched the game, yeah. and, and to me, uh, they, Detroit probably should have run the ball a little bit more because mm-hmm. I think you can run the ball on them. Mm-hmm. But they feel pretty good about Goff just being able to win the football game on his own. Right. You know, and, and I don't think we can go into this ball game with that situation because of the pass rush. You know, you just can't drop back or, you, you know, and do all, you got to be able to run it and play action. And you have to remember when I say, you know, that the offensive line has done pretty well, those categories that I just mentioned, the Jets, the Dallas Cowboys were number one in both of those you know, uh, right. situations, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and we held our own against them. So, uh, you know, to me, uh, the defense is good. Uh, Sal is a good defensive coach. I think he's he's put together a pretty good group of guys. I think probably the thing that scares me more than anything else is just Quinnen, Quinnen Williams right. and those inside guys. And he's, you know, he's a about, little iffy too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He's and limited. That, and that he, helps us. Yeah, he was limited in practice, but at least practice. Yeah, and so. he's got, you know, he's an 11-sack guy. Yeah. I and mean, this guy's a pretty yeah, good he's player. Good. Yeah, he's he's real deal. So, I, I was talking about this earlier, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, obviously, every week, the first thing you say is, we got to take care of the ball. Got to protect the ball. So, I don't even think that's an issue. So, as a head coach um, – do you just don't even talk about the weather? That's number one. And then number two, if you have a team like this that's clearly ascending, clearly playing its best ball, and you have the better team and you know you have the better team, don't you just tell them before that game, we are the better team. Go play. Go play how you're supposed to play. We will win this game. Yeah, I think that's what you do. I don't think you say anything at all about the weather. You practice, though. You might use a wet ball here or there. That's just common. Right. If you're going into a game, it doesn't matter. You know, you want to protecting the football is every week. So you're not going to emphasize something that's negative. Right. You're going to emphasize the positive. Take care of the ball. So we're going to run, you know, we're going to have a little wet ball here and there just to make sure that, you know, you get the feel for it. Protect the football. Just go play football. And, and, uh, I and think, you're the better team, yeah, right? We, we, we line up pretty good against them. We yeah. match up pretty good against them. Uh, stay away from Sauce Gardner and let's go play ball. Yeah, that's going to be the key because, you know, he is uh, as central a piece in what they do, and it allows that that front to maybe take a few more chances because they know that he's going to be able to hold up his end of the bargain on the back end. He's not the only guy, but he is the main guy. And so the beautiful thing about what has happened, Coach, is that, 
Kirk, Zay, Ingram, you can go down the line, all have been able to make their, their place, not yeah. just one guy. Yeah, and that's the key because, you, you know, you just can't line up on one guy in this group uh, like you would against if you had a pure number one, you take your chances. But with this group, they're all about the same. You know, they all can run after catch. They can all, you know, catch the ball in traffic. You know, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna approach this game, I think, uh, we're going to approach this game with the idea of uh, digs for the Cowboys. You know, you can mm-hmm. throw some things on them, but actually this guy is more disciplined and more technique-oriented than Diggs was. So you have to be really careful with him because he's going he's gonna to contest your receivers. Now you've got to work the other guys and do some things that we're capable of doing. Do you run more in this game? Oh, yeah. I, I think you do. I think you have to establish the run, and I think they're runnable you know, against. Uh, and, and I think uh, Etienne has proven that he can run between the tackles or he can go outside. I think we can probably get to the perimeter a little bit better against this team than we did the, you know, they had to use Agnew right. against the Cowboys, which was a smart move. Right. But I think we can get to the perimeter on these guys a little bit. Do you, so you, do you use Snoop maybe because he can push a pile a little bit? Yeah, I don't know that you just – I think Etienne is a guy and yeah. Hasty is the guy in the passing game. You know, yeah. I think that combination – is, is what you need right now. And they're getting a little more trustworthy of Jermichael Hasty. They really are. They're starting to at least put a little – and by the way, they got to be able to pick up the blitz, and he's done at least a little bit better job there Ex- too. Exactly, and that's a big part of it, you know, your, your protection. That's, that's why he's in there more on third down uh, because I think he does have a – you know, does a good job with protection. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Um, clearly you've got to affect the quarterback. We talk about this every week. It's affect the quarterback, protect the quarterback. Um, what do they got to do to get him? I was talking earlier. You know, he's clearly going to throw stuff off schedule. He's clearly going to be a guy that's going to be dangerous in the run game. But I look at it. Let him throw across his body, across the field, because he's going to. A couple of them are going to get picked. Yeah. Well, he's proven that he can run. I mean, you know, that's something that he can do. And if he has protection, he is capable of throwing the football. I don't think he's a. You know, he underthrew the, one of the deep balls that, that they had in the last ball game, right. one of the, uh, uh, you know, deep plays. Uh, so he doesn't have a great arm, but he is pretty accurate, and I think we've got to pressure him a little bit. And I thought they did – I thought the uh, Jags did a good job in the second half of mixing in the zone pressures, especially with 33 coming, mm-hmm. because I think that's his wheelhouse right now. I don't think he's as comfortable as he needs to be and. All the different cover, you know, different coverages and and you know those kind of things, uh, you know, I think they've done a good job with that, and I think they do have to pressure this guy a little bit. Uh, you know, I, I'm not as concerned with him throwing the ball on the move as I am him running the ball on the move. Yeah. So I think you have to do some things to maybe take care of that as well. Well, at, at the very least, they schemed up Devin Lloyd to do that, and Caleb on Chason actually got back there a couple times, which I was a real, I was really surprised by. All right, off the text line, designed by Lifetime Enclosures. You guys want to hit uh, a question for the coach? You could definitely do that. Uh, one that was we asked, you know, what are you worried about? What are you, you know, hyped about? And one of them is I'm worried about C.J. Azuma. Okay, he killed the Jags last year with the Bengals, and that is an absolute fact. And then you take a look at what he has done. You know, he had a couple of catches this past week, uh, but it was a 20 and a half point haul each of those catches he had 41 yards on the day and so he's not not like he's 
That was done also a ton. Burrow. That was also Burrow last year yeah. throwing to him. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying with the Lions, yeah. with, with, with uh, the Jets. Now it's not like he's done a ton, but at least right. against the Lions, he had a couple of bigger catches, uh, had a couple of decent plays against uh, the Vikings. So, point is, is that that's a tight end. Yeah. The Jacksonville always has a tough time. And and, and you know, uh, you know, I talk about matchups all the time, but uh, you know, in the National Football League. Any of those receivers on a given play can beat you. Right. But you have to play percentages, and you have to say, okay, you know, who's the guy that can, that can hurt us the most? And then you have to create some things for that. For example, I can give you a perfect example. In the second half, and I don't know why they didn't do it more in the first half, but in the second half against the Cowboys, they started running what I call one robber where you drop – a safety, man free. They were all encouraged him, yeah. No, just drop him down to the slot and double double, yeah. double him, yeah. okay. okay, whether it's in your man coverages. And they started doubling C.D. Lamb because uh, had to. he was they couldn't him. cover him. <laughs> the know? last touchdown pass yeah. he was doubled on. Yes. Yeah. So you really have to, uh, you know, pick your poison there. You know, I think Azuma – I think uh, some of the guys, some of their receivers are capable of making plays, mm-hmm. but you have to go in saying, if we're going to beat them, we got to give some guys a- an opportunity. You know, we can't double everybody. And right. We can't worry about everybody. We've got to take away the guys that are hurting you and, and let the other guys fend for themselves. All right, we got plenty more with Coach. He's hanging out with us. We are hanging out at the Ale House right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges. Uh, you always get a great menu. You got those cold Bud Lights just kind of waiting for you uh, with a Bud Light bucket special uh, as you get ready for Thursday night football. You can head on in here and enjoy the Jags and the Jets tonight. It is XL Primetime. Uh, Beaver Chevrolet bringing you Coach Campo. We'll keep it going with him, Joe C., Matty Hayes, and J.J. back in J.J.ville. XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. One of our great J-Fund volunteers, John, just dropped by, put his name in the hat for the Welcome to Rockville Concert 2023 down at Daytona International Speedway. You can drop on by, put your name in the hat as well before we are done today. But we've got (laughs) VIP tickets uh, with Welcome to Rockville on the line. Uh, You can definitely put your name in the hat because we've got just an unbelievable list of acts and bands. Uh, We were just talking about Godsmack and some of the others that are going to be down there. Uh, But uh, Johnny also uh, is a a J-Fun guy, but also works down at the stadium. And uh, what was the number, Matty, he just said? 40 thousand South Carolina fans. That's 40,000 Gamecocks coming to town. 40,000. Oh, yeah. Sold out game. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I love it. And that means that's uh, you know, 25k to be spread among the Fighting Irish and the locals. The locals, right? Yeah, because you know, yeah. you got the Gator Bowl committee that's been around some of these, you know, individuals, ladies and men that have been around for a long, long time uh, that have done great things to just support that that it, game yeah i'm, just, I'm I mean, stoked that they're gonna so have that none of that, that I, I, of in fact i bet it's been i bet it's a hard local ticket yeah because i'm sure that notre dame probably sold a ton of tickets oh yeah 
Yeah, and, and you know, believe me, my boys have reached out. You know, and I, I, you know, I got a couple guys who's got. You know, I know a guy. I got a couple guys who's selling ticket packages down there, and it, it's a pricey little ticket because of you know just the demand, which is just nuts. All right, Coach. Uh, wow, your thoughts from Coach. Thanks to Beaver Chevrolet on this game, Jags Jets tonight. Um, let's get back to a couple of things that we were talking about, and one thing that occurred to me, and, and this actually was also, you know, you and I were talking about the run game earlier, uh, but it was also pointed out on the text line from Juice and Nocatee, uh, ETN felt like the quietest 100-yard game in a long time. He hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures with that. Isn't that true? Because, you know, the one thing I said to you earlier and we've said on the show is that Doug did not, eat, despite a 17-point deficit, he did not abandon the run. Uh-uh. And then you, you add it all up and, and ETN's over 100 yards. You know, I don't have the exact, uh, exact situations, but remembering from the game, Every one of the big plays that we got, you know, that put us in position to either score or whatever they did with the passing game was preceded by a couple of runs. Mm -hmm. Like ETN, before the 59-yard pass, I believe it was eight yards, eight yards, double move, touchdown. And and so the running game is is so intricate, uh, integral in this league. I would say that almost every week, you know, unless you just got a, you know, I think, I think the, uh, for a, a good example is maybe the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, mm-hmm. you know, they've lived with Tom Brady, you know, they run the ball a little right. bit, but they live with Tom Brady. Well, right. they're struggling this year because they don't have that. They haven't run the ball and he no, isn't as productive. Yeah. He is not as productive. So, you know, to me that with this team right here, we've still, this football team, is predicated on two things in my mind, and that's be, being able to run enough to get the play action going and the ability to have receivers that can run crossing routes and make mm-hmm. plays. Mm-hmm. That, that's why this offensive team, in my mind, is as good as it is right now. But there's so much sneaky rush yards, too, in this offense right. that you just don't see. Even his – I mean, you, you look at ETN, he's, he's literally 83 yards away from 1,000 yards. Yes. I mean, this offense, and I want to get your thoughts on this as well, you're literally careening toward right now a 4,000-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and 2,000-yard receivers. From this group last – remember this group last year? Yeah. When they literally couldn't string together first downs. Yeah. Now it's, it's a completely different thing right now. Absolutely. And, and, and to me, that's – you know, when they got those free agents, I think – you know, I, I don't really like to blow my horn too much, but I said right away that they were – Well, you love Kirk. Much, yeah, I love Kirk, yeah. and they're, uh, I said they've improved the, every position on offense. When it, whoever they brought in, whether it was tight end, whether it was wide receiver, uh, you know, and Etienne coming back, mm-hmm. you know, that all that was improvement. And then whatever the quarterback did was going to determine what this team does. The quarterback got started a little slow, so we didn't win some ball games we probably should have. But now that's what's – fueling this football team right if they don't get the ball to kirk they get it to ingram i'm talking about the same types of patterns right and then zay jones is just you know he's been consistent other than the detroit game he's been consistent his whole career so they've got weapons to go to and you add agnew to that you know you've got a guy that can that can run after catch you can run the jet sweeps with he's the sneaky guy he's sneaky not only the rush but pass as well pass game as well and absolutely plus you know, you, I, that I return said at this, the end. I said that the other yeah. day was that return. 
You lose or lost yard. charge, man. It's not yeah. a big deal, but he got a 15-yard yeah. return when they had to get to field goal range. That's pretty good on a He's a return. critical yeah. part of that team. Absolutely. He? Yeah, and it's nice to see because you're talking about guys that, as we said, they on paper or by name alone, they don't necessarily jump out at you, but they are making plays collectively. Correct. And that's the part that you've got to love. And you know what? That goes all the way back to the scheming part of this as well. And, and, and buying and believing in, in what he's selling. And that's that's an Agnew that's hungry because he's believing in what you know Doug Peterson's selling. And the other thing that I felt going into the Cowboy game was in or, they were going to have a hard time with him going to the perimeter because of the penetration mm-hmm. well he took care of that by running the jet sweeps because the, the penetration never had a chance right. to to develop he outran everything before they could get up the field right and that's scheming you know and they ran some traps inside you know, give him a chance to hit this crease and mm-hmm. go that's what you have to do that's what our coaching staff is doing in my opinion they're doing a great job with the schemes can you can you hit deep balls in weather like this because the receivers kind of have an advantage. Well, they know where they're going. Double moves. You don't, the yeah, secondary. Yeah, I yeah. get real nervous when it's right. <laughs> you know, on defense, I, I don't like it. I, I, I don't like uh, playing in wet weather personally. But, right. you know, that's uh, – it doesn't – But same, for this offense, I mean. Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, I'm saying that they, they should – they'll be nervous. We have a chance to get some big plays. Yeah. But they also do too. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's a, that's the that's the weather advantage is, is in the secondary in my mind. That's the – the, the, the advantage for the offense. You know, a couple of them on the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, you know, loving on what has happened and some of the guys that have been able to step up. Uh, and just as far as the elements is concerned, uh, off the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, feel good about Evan Ingram. Because we asked, what are they worried about? What do they feel good about? Uh, for all the elements talk, dude lives in it for years. And if Doug wants to throw, he's your Mr. Reliable. He is coming from a stadium that he is familiar with. He may not, he may have been heckled and booed by the hometown <laughs> fans up there, but at the same time, he, there's a little comfort level, and he's coming on right now. Absolutely, and I hope you know he works with those tennis balls before the game. I I hope they wet them down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know because the key is catching the ball. So all right, and the other one is what worries me. I, I need our linebackers to play disciplined football. We can't tell, we can't let Wilson look efficient in the air or on the ground. And you said you think that they can neutralize him a little well uh, first of all i think that they're playing a little bit better now and and uh you know i think that with the use of 33 uh lloyd a little bit more in the rush game i mm-hmm. think is it it takes the pressure off of him too it allows him to go where he's supposed to go and just get it done so yeah, yeah. that's that's really the the key to me is i think the linebackers are playing a little bit better but that's a struggle believe yeah, me i mean yeah. the defense the defense is a struggle as a whole, guys. I mean, we know right. that. We look right. at them. You know, there's cover issues. There's uh, uh, gap control issues at times. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we've got to overcome there. Yeah, a lot of Band-Aids, and Caldwell at least is starting to figure a few things out. All right, uh, we got a couple more segs with you before we hand it off uh, to the kickoff show. That will be coming up in just a little bit later on. The L House right here at Beach and Hodges. You can make it kind of your hold up tonight because this is when the temps start to drop. Uh, you'll be able to watch a little Thursday night football right here uh, at the Ale House. It is XL Primetime. This is XL Primetime, brought to you by Florida Home AC. Now that's cool on 1010XL. 
We are almost out of time. we got the kickoff show coming up at the top of the hour. We've had a good time hanging out here at the Ale House, corner of Beach and Hodges. Mia on her way uh, to, what is it called, MetLife Stadium up there now. I've been up there before. It's a beautiful, beautiful stadium. And, of course, you had the old old Meadowlands for many, many years uh, up there before. Uh, but we're talking about nothing but rain. Now, Coach, you're an old Connecticut cat, uh, so you know when that weather gets up in there, it stays up in there. Uh, and they're talking about 100% chance of rain uh, throughout the night. So ball security will be at a premium. Absolutely. Sure. And it is every week. But, you know, <clears throat> that's why I think Matt's right when you, when you don't really – overemphasize it you just make them aware here here's what's going to happen right you know take care of the football uh you know and 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 like i said earlier you may use a wet ball here or there just to acclimate yourself that's just good that's good coaching that's not you know oh woe is us we're going into the rain this is you know the ball's going to be a little wet let's take care you know let's work with it a little bit just to to get a feel for it i know that they had talked to Trevor, uh, Trevor a little bit about wearing gloves. Really? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what they were talking about after the struggle that he had in Philadelphia. Right, now, I don't right. know if they did that or not, and, and he's a little adverse to that from what I understand. He, he really prefers the feel of the ball with his hand. Right, right. Does that, does that work, you think? I don't know. I have no idea. We right. never used a pair of gloves. I don't even think the receivers used gloves back when I was playing. I know they didn't have as much stick on it, whatever it is on it. I know that for sure. So so that locker room, um, in there, they know things are turning now, right? Yep. Because, so, you know, we keep seeing on the, on the text line, right, to buy lifetime enclosures, and we keep hearing fans talk about, well, you know, I'm concerned because, you know, it's the old Jags. It's not the old Jags in that locker room anymore, is it? No. No, I think this football team, and I think it's been coming for a while, and I think it actually started when they were losing some close games early. You know, this team had the feel, and, and, and I had the feel right along, that, that this team was improving and that, you know, they've got a chance to win some games down the stretch. And that's what's happened. The quarterback has come on, you know, and, and uh, you know, the, the defense. You know, they've had 11 turnovers, I think, in the last five games. Yeah. So – that combination of the offense coming on and the defense being, you know, playing so hard that, that they're coming up with footballs, that's how you do it. And, yeah. and, and you know, that's what's happened. And that's why I think they feel like they can beat anybody right now. Well, see, there's, that's an extra part of your team. That is an extra part of your DNA. If you feel like you can beat, instead of doubting yourself, you start to believe in yourself. But that point of 27 points or more, in four of the last five games yeah. that they've given up, despite all the takeaways. They've averaged over two games to take away in the last five it's games. It's interesting that I heard uh, Rayshon Jenkins talk after the game, mm-hmm. and he, he made a big point of one of the reasons that they feel like they're going to, you know, that they're, you know, they actually think they're playing good defense, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, in other words, when they talk, they talk with the idea that, you know, our coach is making adjustments, and right. we're doing this, which they are in the second half of games. So a lot of it is a confidence level that they're turning the ball over. The second half, you know, they had two interceptions. They had two stops. Mm-hmm. They had one drive in the second half. So, you know, again, this is not a great defense. I mean, any way we look at it, it's a they're going to give up some points, and they're going to give up some yardage. But – as long as they're opportunistic and they believe 
that they're going to make adjustments enough to win football games, that's a plus. That's all mental. Yep. yep. I mean, in average defenses, that's the way at any level of football. Turnovers negates the average defense, right? Absolutely. It, 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 the, I, I don't even remember the exact uh, percentages, but I know if you win the turnover battle by one, you're going to have a probably, probably a 60% chance of winning. By two, it goes about 70. By With three, it's about 90. Mm-hmm. So winning the turnover battle is absolutely huge, huge yeah. in this business because the teams are so closely – I mean, you look at the league, there's about, I don't know, I don't, I don't have the numbers, but there's about four, five, seven, and seven teams. There's, a, there's another bunch of six and eight teams, and there's another bunch of five and nine teams. Yeah. They're all about the same. Uh, it's uh, just the Bengals three or four year. teams. Yeah. The Bengals and were average last year on defense. Yeah. Forced yeah. a lot of turnovers, then got hot in the playoffs on defense. There you go. Yeah. All you have to do is get to the, get to the tournament. Yeah. And I want to turn Zach Wilson over tonight. I want to see the Jaguars turn him over. Like, I want him crying. <laughs> to his mom's BFF. That's what I want. I want to see them make Zach explode tonight. All right, real quick. Yep. If, as we wrap this up, let's go back to JJville because he's got news. That just happened. Brought to you by Florida Home AC, the official air conditioning partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville's own Jordan Hall has finally made a commitment, and he will be going to the University of Georgia. And that's what a lot of people thought, but uh, the West Side, uh, really, really talented big man, uh, had been basically. I want to say it was twenty four seven, as they put the, uh, the the forecast or crystal ball prediction up that yeah, they, they had, had him to Georgia for yeah. quite some time. Uh, and we were talking about it yesterday. For some reason, they wanted to hold it off to today so they could just maybe catch a little extra piece of news by themselves and Georgia by themselves. Uh, but anyway, one of the highly regarded players coming off the first coast now heading up to Athens. So he'll be seeing. He'll be seeing that Florida-Georgia line and going to the other side uh, and playing for Kirby Smart. I know Bulldog fans out there are pretty happy. All right, Coach, um, we'll wrap it up here in just a second with one more little tiny thought of what to watch for as we get ready for the kickoff show. Or are we do we going straight to the kickoff show, JJ? Um, we we still have to take another break if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah, I was just making sure that we had a little more time before yes, we handed we it off to them. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We will do that coming up from the alehouse right here at the corner of Beach and Hodges with a little Bud Light Thursday night football action coming up. Now the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Tire Outlet is now hiring. Visit tireoutlet.com/careers. Equal opportunity employer. We hand it off from the alehouse to the kickoff show as we get you ready for Jags. Jets, Hayes, Carline, ready to rock and roll. Hayes, are you feeling it today? You're feeling good or are you a little worried? Oh, I'm a little worried, but I think it's going to be a great night. I mean, I, I it's yeah. a coin flip game, but, you know, I in terms of how the Vegas boys and girls see it. But, mm-hmm. I, and I, you know, you wish the weather would be pristine. It's not going to be that. But I think the Jaguars have so many more matchup advantages uh, that, that hopefully they can take advantage of. So, I think it's going to be a big night, um, but yeah, certainly a little uh, apprehensive as we get closer because it's just such a meaningful game. So it should be a lot of fun. We're certainly looking forward to getting fired up on the Wingstop kickoff show. Yeah, so I, I believe that uh, our man Justin delivered us yesterday. He delivered to you guys. So uh, what we'll be cooking on the kickoff show? Yeah, and Justin's going to uh, drop off some uh, some great stuff for us around 4:15. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be uh, me and Hacker. So I could not yeah. be more nice. fired up because this yeah. is going to be two fantastic hours and we are going to uh, <laughs> break down every angle of this game and uh, 
Frank Frangie will join us uh, by phone in the second segment. Uh, Frank always kind enough to join us on the kickoff show, so we'll certainly look forward to getting his thoughts. And uh, Mia O'Brien, who normally is a co-host on this show, is up there covering the game as well. So as you guys well as you guys know, and so uh, Mia will join us uh, about four o'clock to give us an update on what's going on up there at MetLife. So we're certainly looking forward to that. So yeah, should be a lot of fun on the kickoff show as uh, we get ready to hand it off to the Jaguars at five o'clock. But from three to five, we're gonna we're gonna start getting excited around here with the kickoff show. Hey, listen. Uh Hayes, as soon as I heard that there was uh, food going to be there, I knew Hacko was going to be part of the show. He's ready. We're all ready. Oh, yeah. And, and, and Coach, up. you're welcome to come on over and, and get some yourself if you'd like. My favorite, lemon pepper. <laughs> all right, Hayes. Thanks, buddy. Thank you, guys. Uh, yep, they have it rocking and rolling until 5, and that's when uh, the Jaguars programming will pick up from there. So we definitely had a good time here. All right, Coach, one thought you think actually makes it happen tonight, and then what do you think score-wise it will be? Well, first of all, I think Hayes was right. I think we have more more overall firepower with yeah. our offensive football team. So the key is going to be getting a little bit of run going and then, you know, getting the passing game going. And I'm not worried about the weather. I think it's going to be a – it's not going to be a big score. I think it's going to be 21 to 17 yeah. Jags. In that neighborhood, Matty? Yeah, I, I mean – Affect the quarterback, man. If they yeah, affect I totally him, agree. they affect the quarterback, they'll be fine. I, I'm looking like 20 to 9. Yeah, and, and that is a – we're talking low scoring. Possession is going to be extremely valuable. Look, you've got Tight to game, 13-9, yeah. fourth quarter, they get a late score. Uh, and look, I, I'm extremely nervous about that front against a, a lesser manned offensive unit, but Trevor's playing at such a good clip right now. And if you want to just make sure that you let everybody know who the number one pick should have been and how big the gap is between number one and number two, then you let this that defense it. go work – Work Zach Wilson silly tonight, which is what I'd like to see. That's what I'm looking forward to uh, in the 20s for the Jags and the teens for the Jets. Uh, all right, we had a great time. The L House always making sure that you have a great time. So drop on by. You got Thursday night football tonight. Don't forget, XL Primetime will be featured uh, on Amazon uh, before kickoff around uh, 810, something like that. So definitely check that out. Joe C., Matty Hayes, thanks to Coach Campbell for hanging out with us. Big Sirs, Mia up there. You'll get plenty from her with coverage tonight. Back to JJville we go. <laughs>